escape an plan. escape plan. You know, like I feel like for kick, your family, for kickers' families, like after you miss that kick, you get to the sideline. You're like, get the passports. They're or, under the or the bed. wife knows. It'd be like, hey, and get hey, out babe, of the country, if, dude. If I miss, if I ever miss a game winner, don't worry. You just go. If I'm Ty- <laughs> yeah, if I'm Tyler Bass, I'm moving. Like I, I don't handle things like that well. If there more if, power to kickers that I've, that do not leave the country. Well, I mean, if he their started, lack of he, success brings you so much sadness that the, that you're going to bring them so much hate that they're going to de- deactivate their social bro, media. That, then when you're happy about their performance, you should just write them checks yourself. Welcome to the Green Light Podcast. Cowboy take me away. Today on Greenlight, we feel bad for Josh Allen and Buffalo Bills fans. You all had to shovel snow out there, and now you're out of the playoffs. We feel sorry for you. Maybe something in the future will change. But for right now, we're going to watch the Chiefs and the Ravens play next week in the conference championships and the Lions and 49ers. How many people have the Lions there? Chris goes back in viral moments and pulls out the Dan Campbell speech. He does his best rendition of it early in the show. That's in our America's teams. Then we get into our breakdowns. We talk about all the games. Another great Chiefs-Bills game. The fallout from the Bills. And we look ahead to both championship games next weekend before giving out our Miller Lite moments. It's a blast and a half here in Studio J. Thanks for being here with us. Welcome, we welcome, welcome, welcome. You heard that conversation? We're talking about the Chicago hire, Waldron. I said it's indicative of, look, you can either keep Justin and approve him, draft Caleb, or just deal Justin because Shane is a, a win in any scenario, OC, in my opinion. It's a winning hire. Yeah. Sorry, you just caught us chatting off air. Well, when they say Cliff was the guy, well, a couple days ago when they were like, hey, yeah, Cliff, they're looking at Cliff. Um, I'm looking. I was cliff. thinking. I was thinking that that meant Caleb for sure. But now this thing, as you put it, doesn't really mean anything for sure. It yeah. just means it's a good hire. So I got my Bears hat on. Yeah, so you got your Bears hat Let's on. Talk some playoffs, guys. Jeez, jeez, Louise. The more things change, the more they stay the same, huh? Uh, we're gonna talk about all the big games this weekend here coming up. But I hope everybody's good. I hope everybody had a good weekend. Hope you you won some money. I hope. Um, Speaking of money, I, got I hope your team. Here's the thing. If your team lost yesterday and you're like the Bucks, or, you know, if you're like the Texans, do you really want to extend the, the letdown a couple more weeks? Look at it on the bright side. You know, we're kind of moving into the, the big boy status, the big big boy teams now. All the big dogs are out. The, Green Bay looked like a big boy team. It's like Green the Bay, end of a battle royale top five scenario. These are some real good shooters out here. Green Bay, of all the teams that lost, probably feels like they could have continued to make mm-hmm. noise. We'll talk about that in a little bit. From last night, they should go on vacation cool. together. I think they, well, I think we'll find out. Yeah, yeah. Cancun. <laughs> hit, a, hit a bunker I, somewhere. I don't think they go to Cancun. I think you got to go somewhere further. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. I got America's teams. Yeah. Should we get started? Go ahead. Here? Yeah. Okay, let me pull up my cellular device in which I wrote this stuff. My computer, the Tank Dell, is also on IR. Mm -hmm. It's at the uh, the Dell Service (laughs) Center. Number one, America's team, Kansas City Chiefs. Six straight AFC championship games. 
They went to Highmark. They handled business. It's hard not to root for. It's like you know, kids all over the world. They root for Steph Curry because man, he can just shoot that ball. And Patrick Mahomes, he can just play that football like nobody's business. Um, I'll say number one team, America's team, the team that was written off this season at multiple stops. You were laughed off the stage at your job. Yeah. For even. I, I'm going to go to Inside the NFL this week, and I'm going to be like, hey, we, 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 we still team. have that. Um, we still have that, right? Yeah. We still have that. That, uh, that tape wasn't burnt yet, right? Okay, so. They said one. they put it on my uh, upcoming talent Emmy reel, and I was like, oh, fuck. That's good. They better win. That's good. Number two, <laughs> you the smell Kelsey. that, Kyle? Yeah. Do you smell that, Adam yeah. Shine? Mm -hmm. That's an Emmy. That's an Emmy. Number two, Jason and Kylie Kelsey. Yep. Uh -huh. That's the uh, the Kelseys are my number two America's team. I thought, you know, if you want to see, everybody was talking about Jason Kelsey, but if you look in the background behind every uh, behind every boisterous, hairy, drunken, amazing leader is a wonderful woman. And there's Kylie back there enjoying the moment. Mm -hmm. You can see that soft smile on her face. Mm -hmm. saying, there's my man. There goes right one there. of my mentions. Yeah. There's my yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she was proud. I, sorry, I didn't. I didn't know that she that was. That was your she mentions. was. She was proud. What? I was told you were well, taking the. I was told you were taking the Kelsey family, and then I was like, no. well, let, let me get Kylie. Well, the thing about the cellular device is I have a screenshot, yeah, usually, and I can send it on a group text. Most marital, most married couples don't communicate. Okay, so number three, okay. the Chicago Bears. Mm -hmm. And I just think it's important to understand that this is a great hire. And with all the questions uh, about the Bears and their future and the opinions and the emotions surrounding it, this is an intelligent hire. Mm -hmm. And number three, Chicago Bears, I think, don't forget that at the end of this at the end of this postseason, there is an off season and is yet to be won. And I think it's up for grabs. And Chicago Bears, they have the highest reach here. So number three, Chicago Bears, America's team. Number four, the Atlanta Falcons. The rumors. The rumors. They're spicy. They are spicy. The previous hire that I talked about um, tells me that it's still, you know, up in the air. We heard Greg Roman mm -hmm. potential, potentially in Chicago last week, and that told me, well, I don't know if Belichick's sold on Fields being available yet. But now it's like Waldron tells me that Falcons are a sexy spot to latch onto as a fan. America's mm -hmm. team number four. You got pieces down there. Number five, it's important to have a great quarterback with enormous upside. And there's a reason that people tuned in last night to yeah. that football game. Yeah. I mean, people weren't tuning in to – I was tuning in to watch Trey Smith versus Ed Oliver and Tooney versus Ed Oliver, but people want to watch quarterbacks. Yeah. And number five is Patrick Mahomes. He's a team. Because he is a team. He is a and team. He, he may not be 11 men, but he, he will beat 11 men numerous times. Mm-hmm. Um, so 11 times. Patrick Mahomes. That's what it feels like now. Is I feel he the best ever? You're not going to be able to say that with confidence because in today's day and age it's, it's harder it's to win super legacy. bowls but like you know would you take patrick mahomes over almost anybody ever like if you just said hey like he's got the kobe he's gene like, the, he's like got the only gene. he's the only person when you're watching the game and you're like oh if they get the ball back yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's just like you you think it and you believe it and then he goes out and he does it every single time it's it, it's remarkable. It's, it's dope. Now, we're going to talk about his greatness a lot more later on the show. We are, we're yeah. We're just getting through our America's team. Yeah, I, so, so Kyle, my first America's team, I want to read this. Um, this is like one of the greatest speeches ever delivered. You might remember it. You guys might remember this. What are we, men? Mm. What makes us who we are, okay? What makes us what we're going to be? And I think 
It's this word right here. Yeah. Okay, I think it's this word right here. It I know says where we're grit. Going here. Uh, it's what we started last year, guys. For the guys that were in here last year, this is what we started. It's our core foundation. It's grit. What's it mean? Well, I think in a nutshell, it means we're going to go a little longer. We're going to push a little harder. We're going to think a little deeper and a little bit sharper. Okay? Like, to me, it means we'll play anywhere, Kyle. We'll play on grass. We'll play on turf. We'll play at a fucking landfill. Okay? Uh, doesn't matter one ass cheek two toes i'm gonna beat your ass you know you're starting to sound familiar mm. yes okay let me get through the rest um it normally means 100 percent. you want to be at 100 percent, guys but all i need is 85 percent. at 85 percent, i will produce you guys know this in this room you're not going to feel 100 percent till next march uh the best you'll feel is right now the better the sooner you accept it the better there's a number of teams as it equates to and bear with me guys the ocean Okay. <laughs> okay. Reel me in here. A number of teams that just barely get in the water to compete, a number of teams in the shallows, and they come in a hurry, Kyle, mm -hmm. and they'll strike, and they're dangerous. But if you can just get a hold of them, if you can just get a hold of them and start dragging them out to the deep, dark abyss, you can drown them. Okay? Yeah. And that's where we are now, dude. We've and reached that point. We have reached that part in the season. The Detroit Lions played two teams who were shallows teams, okay? The, the Rams and the Bucks. <laughs> and now we're out in the deep water with the other megalodons, the other big fish, the, the other sharks, okay? Uh, and I cannot wait to see Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions in the deep water Oof, with the other deep water Free diving. Free yeah, diving. how long can you hold your breath, man? The other ones are aquatic uh, submarine mammals. Yes, this dude. Is, uh, this is... You know, a free dive situation for Dan Campbell. This is a free dive situation for the Lions. I really wanted to see what they'd look like in the playoffs before, you know, I started saying, hey, like, they can really make a run. I know Lions fans are saying all year they can make a run. And the weather seems to be breaking in your favor this Sunday. 64 and sunny oh. uh, in the Bay. Now, I know a lot can change in a week, but... I feel really good about the Lions. I I, I do. I kind of we'll want get wet weather. I, I want wet weather for Brock Purdy if I'm the. Lions. I know, like maybe after I'm seeing like, maybe that, Jared like, has played in this weather before. I'd rather just see be, be dry. And if you're the Lions, you look at the Debo Samuel injury. We're going to talk about that. Ooh. I just think, Ooh. hey, Detroit Lions fans. He was pissed. You know, like. I don't know if it's a thing where the scariest thing happened in the wild card round. When Matt Stafford comes to town, it's like your biggest fear is realized. Immediately you get over that hump, and now it feels like you're playing with house money a little bit. Yeah, They're a dangerous team. Detroit fans, you should be really proud. There's there's something to be excited about here. Um, you, this team is really – they really are gamers. They're like, real, and they don't feel like underdogs. Yeah. And it's like funny how that – has changed throughout the course of the, they were the laughing, you know, the rebuilding since 1953, Detroit Lions, whatever the phrase was. Now you got to come play the Lions or you got to, you know, the Lions are going to come to you. You're, you're not thinking it's a cakewalk. No, it's not a cakewalk. And this is a tough game for it's San very Francisco. Real. Another America's team, uh, me and my buddy Kenny, who uh, is one of my good friends that I was out at the bar the other night with, oh we all bet the whole bar was on the over. Uh, in the Packers and Niners game, and that was a hell of a ride. I would make an argument that was almost worth losing the money because it was so entertaining. I mean, like, at multiple turns, we could have hit. The fireball shots were coming out. At one point, we thought fireball shots were good luck. I took one last fireball shot. I think I had, like, four. <laughs> I think I did the first one before the kickoff return, and then the, the last one before Jordan Love's pick, and then I had to call an Uber. Uh, but my friend Kenny, who's a huge Cowboys fan, and I don't think a lot of Eagles and Cowboys fans are really close friends, or maybe there's a lot of friendships like that. 
uh, out there in the world. But like earlier this season, I can distinctly remember Kenny and I sitting up one night late at a bar and him saying, you know, the Eagles are the Vikings from last year. He was like- Barely winning one yeah. games. And I was like, hey bro, we are not the Vikings. Okay, <laughs> like I, I was like adamant, we are not the Vikings. Relax. Okay, the whole thing. And we hadn't hung out since both our teams lost. Okay, so we get to the bar, and I'm nervous. I told my wife, I'm like, I got to see Kenny tonight. He's gonna give me a bunch of shit, and he's it's gonna a high be school like, reunion, your both ball. Yeah, I told yeah, <laughs> I told you something. Yeah, Spider Man meme. I was like, I, I told him something, and it's just not true. And when I see him, I know he's gonna bring it up. We sit down. He doesn't bring anything up. We're talking for 30 minutes. We're watching the game, and I said, Kenny, I just want to take this time to apologize, and I'm gonna do it on the pod too. You were absolutely right about the Eagles being the Vikings. Oh. Okay, uh, and he's says, dude, I've been waiting to talk to you. I was so nervous. I was talking to my wife and I said, Chris is right. He said, he said, it's not in our DNA and he's right. And I feel like an idiot. And then we both embraced because both our teams suck right now. And the difference is Kevin O'Connell, better coach. Yeah. Yes. And then I finished by saying, well, you know, you were actually wrong because we were worse than the Vikings. Okay. Like the Vikings hung in there with Danny Dimes last year in the playoffs. So Cowboys fans and Eagles fans, an America's team, uh, me and Kenny by proxy. I want to say the, the Harbaugh's are an America's team. You know, they have an opportunity to do something really special. So cool. Two brothers, possibility they could both win the, the, the championship at their uh, respective levels. And then finally, uh, kickers' families. We talked about this yesterday. Mm -hmm. Okay, you got the Tyler Bass miss, you got the, you got the Carlson miss, and me and Nate were saying, don't you think it would be – uh, if you're a kicker, like kind of like in uh, The Last of Us or something, you know, like where he, he calls his daughter and he's like, just go to this place that mm -hmm. we have, you know, like get your passport escape and get out of the country. Escape, escape An plan. escape plan, you know, like I feel like for kick, your family, for kickers families, like after you miss that kick, you get to the sideline, you're like, get the passports. They're or under or the, the wife knows it'd be like, hey, and get hey, out hey, of the country, if, dude. If I miss if I ever miss a game winner, don't worry. You just go. If I'm Ty yeah, if I'm Tyler Bass, I'm moving. Like I, I don't handle things like that well. If there more if, power to kickers that, that do not leave the country. Well, I mean, if he their started, lack of he, success brings you so much sadness that the, that you're going to bring them so much hate that they're going to de deactivate their social bro, media. That, then when you're happy about their performance, you should just write them checks yourself. That is insane. Yeah, that's bro. a good point, Kyle. But that's that's where <laughs> that's we are. Kyle, that's that's where we Kyle. are. You know, like back in the day when Scott Norwood missed that kick. You know, there wasn't any social media, nothing. You could go be Ray Finkel. For young fans. You know, like. That, that's 91 Buffalo Bills <laughs> Ray wide right. Yeah, that's the wide right game, which, of course, history too. repeats I mean, itself. And maybe in this situation, before we get in the breakdown, we could just talk about the kicks. Not that Buffalo fans want to hear this. There is a picture, and maybe I'll give it, I'll give it out for like the anti-Bevel Conway, but I thought it was the most mystifying, beautiful view. I, I, I tried to rewind the game yesterday to get a shot of it, but I thought you guys think I was stoned. It was, yeah. it was, and you guys might remember this, you know the play clock sits right between the uprights yeah. at every NFL stadium, and it's usually over the tunnel going into the locker room. And if you remember yesterday, every time, you looked at that play clock. Underneath it was the tarp over the tunnel, and on both sides were it was like this snowy pathway was 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 shoveled, and it was all like mystical looking and kind of foreboding looking, and it looked kind of like dark and grim, and it looked like what's down this path? Well, what's down the path is is sadness for Bills fans. Like as soon as I saw that shot 
uh, under the under the the, the it was just ominous, dude. And it was every time there was a kick, I was looking at this icy pathway to nowhere, and it looked crazy, dude. It looked like it looked cartoonish, and sure enough, Bass lines up for that last kick, and you know, like that's the. The play clock's at 40, and I'll never forget the sight of that ball going wide right because it's not just this game. It's 30 years for Buffalo, and it's the it's the Norwood kick. It's wide right. It's 47. It's 44. It's the same field goal, and it's in, it's in a different situation, but um, it's just something was eerie about that. And then Norwood kicking that ball in Tampa, there's no wind. It's 70 degrees at time of kick. Like it's humid out there. You I get, thought that, you get to see Gus. I thought the... this. I thought I was watching Andy Reid breathe after the kick and his 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 uh, particulates or whatever they were calling it. They're going like sideways. Yeah. So there is a little bit of wind there. Wind and shear action. There's a little bit of wind shear, and you know, like I, I want to. Which we hate wind shear. I don't want to pile on kickers because I know it's a hard job, but it's your only fucking job. The guy in Green Bay is pretty happy. Yeah, the guy in Green Bay He's is like, happy yes, because Tyler Bass got the fucking. But if you look at Green Bay, we'll talk about their special teams. They've been awful, so it's a long line of, of blunders for Green Bay. They just pray out there. Um, yeah, get your passports, uh, and I'll meet you in Guam. I guess you don't need a passport for Guam. Yeah, I do think you? that's ours. Yeah, it's ours. Even better, I'll meet you in Guam. Literally, with a guy who looked just like me, and he, his family was uh, from Guam, and I was like, "That's confusing." John Skipper's family's from Guam. Yeah, John Skipper, <laughs> not John Skipper, Dan Skipper. Dan Skipper. Yeah. John Skipper was uh, Backy's favorite player. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's John Skipper. I think uh, he's now. John to me now. Okay, so we've got America's teams. Uh, let's get into the game. I'm gonna give a sixth. America's team. Yeah, go go for it. Because uh, I was on the X app, and there's this gal who posts every week. She finds her dad's uh, conversation set list mm-hmm. for when she when he goes to the bar with his boys. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have talked about this before. No, but literally he prints it out like it'd be something our dad would leave on the kitchen table. Like. He he writes his set list. So out? it's like so uh, he's his in a bar. No, no, like I'm talking about it's a conversation like topic a pre-pro. List. Oh yeah. wow, like at he, the bar, he prints it out For, and to go to the bar. With to his go friend. to the bar with his boys. Like, yeah, like once a week they meet yeah. up and like the conversation. They're doing a podcast. Allen versus Mahomes. Blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> I think that's awesome. The America's team there is the group of guys that gets together and has that level of friendship. If you do that with Macon, you go to the bar and you read him all the topics. He's like, mm, I don't like any of them. Mm. <laughs> and then it's just quiet at the bar. <laughs> you know, all, um, all this gal's tweets dating back to like 2019 are the weekly conversations. I almost were they I sports? It's everything. It's yeah, like you know the war. Sports. Yeah. The market, emerging markets, everything. Mm-hmm. For us, it was just the over. <laughs> yeah, you know, guys are guys are the guttural screams. There's a couple the that's down. like stinky line question mark. Uh, all right. So uh, one thing to add to your America's teams, I texted Kelsey last night. I told Rich Eisen this because I was like, you know, usually you don't text people that you know that are on TV, but I was like, in this situation, I, I just had to be like, dude, getting the nipple in there. That's ten out of ten. You know. Um, and he texted back, it is really hot in this box. Uh, and I, you know, I didn't want to press him, but I kind of wonder, like, do you just run hot, Jason? Because everybody else yeah, in that box is bundled, bundled up. Um, it was great to see him having fun. Another thing is, you brought up the Kelsey's like, I think a lot of people look at Jason doing that who don't know Jason and say, yeah, the guy's retired. But that's not necessarily that's the case. That's exactly playing. how he is, dude. That's exactly how he is. He's a shirtless, drunk uh, disaster 
in a great way. And uh, and that was awesome. And if I'm his PR team and yeah. I'm sitting at home watching the game, I'm like, yeah. he is a genius. Another they're thing, like if anybody, they're like usually they would say, don't take your shirt off, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anybody, yeah, yeah. They're like, what? A, oh, I want to make this they're point. They're like blue steel. I think I think it works better if you're a little bit bigger and you take your shirt off. Yes. If you're like kind of jacked and you take your shirt off, it looks like you're Selfish. like, you're, yeah, you look like Selfish. you're trying too hard. You know, like. I can't even get on Julian Edelman's Instagram. <laughs> Yesterday, he's got a hot tub video of with him, the guy at the Bass Pro Shop, Gronk, and, and, and Dola. He's like they'll give me credit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. A lot of credit. Yeah, a lot of credit. I barely have a dick. Like, <laughs> yeah, like people are gonna. I'm a hero. Roll the red carpet out. You know, but but I, I don't think it works for certain guys to get shirtless. Yeah. So he's the exact demo of guy that could get shirtless and everybody. And also, like I think about the meme of all the people that quit watching football allegedly <laughs> because of Taylor Swift, you know, the yeah. guy and his girl and the girl walking down the street. It's like, you know, guy that's not watching football anymore. Well, there's Jason Kelsey. You know, there's your anti-Taylor Swift and it's coming from the same family. His neck broke again. In the and, and, yeah, and I just want to say this. If you're one of those people that thought Taylor Swift ruined football, you missed a great game. Uh, I was saying this to the guys last night and in, in we were live watching and I turned mm -hmm. to you guys during the third quarter and I said, okay, so I want to paint a picture here. Imagine one of these guys, you know, at some point during the third quarter, they cut away Taylor Swift and the guy's like, hey guys, I've had enough, I'm out. And then he misses the third and fourth quarter of, 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 of Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. You fucking morons. We were honestly right. I don't want to prove that I have a dick bad enough to miss that game. You know, because I think that's what this all comes down only to. Only thing we were robbed guys. of was a final drive by Patrick Mahomes after a bass make. Yep. Yeah. The only thing that we were robbed of is fans. Yep. And, and, or potentially, you know, they don't get there and we get to see the new overtime rules. Lance Bass, still the greatest bass. He kicked yeah. it and it flew like a bass. <laughs> Lance Bass is sitting somewhere like, yep, I'm still the, the most favorable Google search. I've, uh, seen, I've seen people before we get into the, the fully like, the the football aspect do you take any merit into people comparing jason kelsey being drunk enjoying himself at the game to someone like t morant sitting front row watching his son oh is, it, is this drunk? one of the is this one of those like when t morant does it god <laughs> those things that 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 those are so my question like, to you is who is t morant <laughs> That's John Morant's dad. And and my is question is he playing? And my what do you mean? He's right not now? on the he's not on the court. Jason Kelsey is he's a football player. Pro. Yeah. So he can kind of take his that shirt off. Got That's a good point. He can kind of do whatever. But also future Hall of Fame so his dad, play. so his dad, I'm just saying, I'm just saying How many they times get mad you at him. Don but who Kelsey gets mad at T Morant? The media. The media does. No, they don't. Yes, they do. This is a straw man. Yes, they do. They say they straw man. I didn't even know who this guy was. I know his last name, obviously. I don't know his relationship. But that doesn't but what does that mean? Why? Why because do they? He's not a player hold on. in the league. He's enjoying himself at a playoff. These are fun right? though. These are fun. Let me get down to the crux of it. Is anybody in this in this room mad at T. Morant? I'm not mad at T. Morant. Okay. <laughs> and is the person asking that question mad at T. Morant? So if not, then just shut the fuck up and enjoy the the sideshow. Because like, if you got no problem with T. Morant, speaking then you shouldn't have any problem with Jason. Speaking. And if of you got man. no problem with Jason, you probably don't have a problem with T. Morant. If you don't have a problem with Taylor Swift, you're just watching the fucking game, which is a novel concept. Just watch the fucking game. It's like when people were kneeling. Oh, kneeling has ruined football. <laughs> like, watch the fucking game, guy. Crazy. Yeah. Watch the game, guy. What ruined football? The penalty rule? Maybe you don't like football players. as much as me. Yeah. Maybe you don't, you're not a man like me. Maybe you don't like football as much as me.
Patrick Mahomes' dad in the suite. Because I can. Oh, nobody's I, talking about this. I can, Patrick Mahomes' dad. He just wants to watch Josh a football game. Patrick Mahomes' dad is the goat, dude. <laughs> the best. Yes. Pa Patrick Mahomes' dad is the fucking goat. <laughs> like, Smoking give him Joe a. Joe Burrow. Smoking out of Joe Burrow. <laughs> he <laughs> is just. He's hanging the out best in the sound corner. clip ever. <laughs> Smoking on that Joe Burrow. And then Burrow. his reactions during the game. Taking pictures like, with, with, like, bro, attractive fans from bro, the other team. After one of the touchdowns, the way all the girls and everyone was screaming in the box he turned around was like yo my like like in the sense to be like yo my son does this like yeah. chill out he was like, yeah. like, like yeah. chill out yeah. Yeah. <laughs> first time yeah right <laughs> you know uh Cara Delevingne was I, in there I, was she who? yeah who? was she who's that, that used that? to be your crush who's I loved that? Cara yeah. Delevingne yeah. back Come in on, the who's day. that yeah when I was like 21 she's an actress yeah. she she's in Suicide Squad Oh, the, the the I fell out. I fell out of love with Kara in like 2010. Oh no! Is she, is she a clown? Oh. In Suicide, that's like she's probably a clown. They're all clowns in that movie. She's Whatever a clown. that character is. Suicide Squad is basically Bozo. a bunch of clowns, that, <laughs> robbers uh, that are on drugs. <laughs> all right, all right, you guys, uh, you guys, what, what do you want? Whatever you're looking for, uh, you want to do this? What? You had that like I want to do this ad read. No, I'm okay. looking around like what's next. Whatever you're looking forward to this football season, there's one thing that pairs well with every great moment in ice-cold Miller Lite. Whether you're at the stadium playing fantasy football or watching the game at home or the bar, Miller Lite is here to make your football season taste like Miller time. From kickoff till the clock runs out. You can't go wrong with a Miller Lite in your hand. Bless you, Kyle. Bless. It's the only light beer with a taste worthy of our national obsession. Because what's the point of having beer if it doesn't taste like, well, beer? It's got only 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12-ounce serving with a smooth taste and a crisp, clean finish. You get the taste you crave without the calories. So this season, crack open a light beer that hits your taste buds so hard you feel it in your heart. Make it Miller time all season long. Get Miller Lite delivered right to your door. Visit MillerLite.com slash GreenLight or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs for 12 ounces. And shout out Danae, who's going to be here Danae, this week. Danae, Danae, Danae. Yep. Hanging out He's going to be here. Conference championships. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait to check in on what you guys are this doing. This is on Sunday. Yes. Yep. So, Both uh, games. I might be at the Baltimore game. Both. Oh. I don't know if you guys caught the. I don't know time. if you guys caught the Andy Reid press conference after the game, but his first words were, "Ladies and gentlemen, we got him." <laughs> did he really say that? Yeah, talking about Sean McDermott. Are you kidding? He did not say that. Yeah. That's he really did. Yep. Yep. They said they they ba they buried him at sea. Nolan, I trust Nolan more than you. <laughs> they buried him at sea. I could see Andy saying, <laughs> "I could totally see Big Red getting up to the podium with that." I wanted to tweet that so that bad last night. Refreshing it. Do you oh, think good. I should tweet it? Oh, now yes. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> ladies we got and him. Gentlemen, you know, we got him. Yeah, we got him. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like Who's up? saved it for the live show. That was good. Yeah. Who's up? You know, like. Um, most hijacking plans you don't even hear about. Stop, stop. So uh, good on the Chiefs. National security is always. Next. All right. <laughs> I just get one year of fucking making fun of Sean McDermott's uh, pregame speech. It's fucking fair, dude. You get me if you say things like that, I get at least to the end of the playoffs. I don't say bad things about people that say things like that. No, you don't. You just don't know what's up their sleeve. Yeah, you really don't. And he's a wrestler? You really don't. You don't know what, yeah. 
Okay. Anyways, he's a wrestler. I'm afraid of him just off that. I got respect for Sean McDermott. We can start the the show this way. I think a lot of people are gonna are gonna talk about firing Sean McDermott. I actually think they overachieved this year. Like initially last year, I I looked at every or last night I looked at everybody when the game ended. And I was like, is McDermott gone? And guys are like, eh. you know. But I also think Andy Reid got up there after the game and he did not say, "Ladies and gentlemen, we got him." God, it would have been what, cool. What, yeah. <laughs> in his in his in his State Farm uh, uh, voice. How about them nuggies? Yeah. Why don't you explain it again to me with those nuggies? <laughs> you know? He looks at nuggies like Rex Ryan looks at toes. Nuggies. <laughs> That's wild. That's a Every time wild I see him analogy. On TV, I'm like, he is a. Well, freak. Rex has been like kind of out I in the know. open about He's that thing, which I good for him. Some people like weird yeah. shit, you know? No Some king, people no like... Don't kink shame it. Don't kink shame yeah, people, can't kink you know? Kink There's a lot worse kinks than that. I like yeah. that phrase, don't kink shame. You know? Yeah. You know? You ever, two girls, one cup? I'll you remember that? that as you know what's crazy about that? Somebody's into that. You remember remember that? Yeah. You know it was all fake? That was ice cream? What? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, good, good, good to know. Okay, what? so a little bit of two girls, one cup, Great, a little bit of two elite AFC teams, one chance at the, at the AFC championship. Okay. Um, what are we starting with? Let me, steer, let me steer this <laughs> this boat or plane back on course here. Ooh. Sean McDermott, uh, I don't think he should be. Uh, I don't think he should be fired necessarily. Listen, the fake punt. I don't know the mechanics <laughs> of that situation. I just know that sometimes when you have an Somebody automatic check, check but Somebody. you have automatic checks as a, you you don't know this because they. No, count. I do know this. You but do even know with this. an automatic check. I think the coaches on the sideline can see it coming, and you call a timeout. I don't so, know that that's the. You're that. very confident in the mechanics because, of the situation, bro. If you watch, if you watch the play, like sure, when the check happens, on they move. Where, no, but I'm going to explain okay, it in explain offensive it. terms. Yeah. That are applicable. So different terms. Well, if you see, if you see this, <laughs> okay. then you do this. Okay. It's like a. Yeah. It's built into. The it's play. built in. It's oh, built yeah. into the if, punt. If your up back counts heads like he does prior to every punt, and he counts ten heads. He can say green, green. So I look at the special teams coach and say, maybe your automatic check wasn't very good. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I, it's unfortunate that it was DeMar because everybody with the ticket on DeMar was like, oh, we just, <laughs> our ticket just got lit on fire. Because, no, I mean, it's true for comeback come player of the year. year. No, and I, also for DeMar, you'd love to not be that, that be the one biggest uh, play of the year. Do you, do you feel like that play m may hinder like his vote to to win this yeah. to win that award like because just thinking about it like maybe but but it's because not his i feel fault, like you know i know like, but i feel like if that play didn't happen yeah the fact that the comeback player everyone I knows think joe, the I think joe's gonna win it because everyone knows the circumstances yeah. and maybe if that play or bad plays doesn't happen versus just no plays i think it's bad because yeah, like, what, what, what kind of good what kind of highlights are you going to show it's not good well you're not going to throw you show any highlights the no, highlights that, are like him literally learning to move again and yeah. going out there on yeah. the highway with 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 trucks going by it you know like that's yeah. what it is playing special teams and so i just think about the fearlessness hey listen I know some people, this is a, a heavy topic for them because they wanted it to be the vaccine really bad that hurt them on the field. And it wasn't, okay? Like, whether you're, you're anti-vax. Oh, I remember beefing with people that Holy were trying to shit. sell that. To I me. remember when he came back, I had a college teammate <laughs> that I think is a decent guy Stop. who I still think is cool. I know you're talking but about. But, you know, you don't because I, so. I don't think you, it was maybe – it's not the guy. Okay, okay. The, but he DMs me, and there's this, like – 
this like uh, conspiracy page that's got they're saying he's a he's a clone at yeah, the ESPY. I got that one yeah. too. That's how crazy we got on this thing. So I do think there's a, a part of the population that wants that to be negative for him, but it has nothing to do with anything but to me. When you almost die on the field and you come back, it's just wild. the mental yeah. the mental toll of that, like the PTSD of, of of them having to they had to freeze him at night to keep his 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 body temperature down so he wouldn't die. Yeah. Like that's that's crazy, dude. We all remember no. where we were that day. So I know it's been a lot of football since then, and maybe there's no emergent candidate for comeback player of the year. I don't care who wins it because it's just an award. Yep. The award for him is being out on that field. You know, the award he already for him got and the award. He, he was at the ESPYs. He got recognized. Like, I'm sure he would like to win the award, but I also think there are other guys that could win the award. Now, I, I, I hate that that play happened to him. But should be a to regular me. season award, by the way. Yeah. So it should be. It there. should be regular season. Uh, it is. And I hope it's regular season for, for my, my defensive rookie of the year ticket. <laughs> right. Because we don't need to see the Eagles in the playoffs playing defense and that affect how we, we feel. But the bottom line is whether you, if you keep McDermott, you got to keep Brady. So they got to do whatever they can to keep Brady. I know he's going to be an interviewer. Um, I'll just say this, working backwards. First, I feel terrible for Josh. I do. You can say I wouldn't do this for other quarterbacks, and maybe I wouldn't because I think Josh is better than whoever you're thinking about. Um, I think Josh is that good. The fact that he hasn't beaten Patrick Mahomes for me doesn't – it just means he's not Patrick Mahomes. It just means they're not the Chiefs. You know, in this game, I think it just it just meant that they had two days less rest and the Chiefs were ready to play. They had injuries. They had Benford. They had Bernard. They had Rap down. They had Puna Ford. He's laughing. I have no idea what he's laughing about. Me either. He's probably going to bring up, like, some pop culture <laughs> yeah. topic. Yeah. Um, what is it? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, I'll try to keep doing the show. I'm gonna ret- so, I'm gonna retort you when you're done. Okay, but but they had a lot of injuries, you know, on defense yep. and and you know Ford, Rap, the whole thing. When Klein goes down for a bit, you're like, damn, they're really banged up. They don't have Gabe Davis. I know what you're gonna say, Kyle. Is Patrick Mahomes? You know, then go do what Patrick Mahomes did. You're not talking to no, a guy no, who picked no, no, the I'm Bills. Not. I'm not. I'm but not. I'll just say this: the biggest thing for me, besides the injuries, is the two days rest deficit. And That's I think huge. it I think it played out in the game. I think it played out in the game. I think early. Buffalo was chunking them, and in the second half, Kansas City ran the ball for 93 yards. Buffalo ran it for 58. And in the first half, Buffalo ran the ball for well over 100 yards. And I think also when you add it up and look at it, like the Chiefs, when they came on late, their backs outgained the Bills' backs. I mean, Josh Allen's legs hurt them a lot. So the Chiefs not only ran the ball, wore them down, but I also think Spags did something interesting. I think Spags said, we're going to let them run the ball on us a little bit. We're going to make them drive the length of the field. I think as evidence is, is Josh Allen's average depth of target yesterday was pretty shallow. Everything he was, was trying, at the line of scrimmage. Everything was at the line of scrimmage, save for those deep balls, which are not on him. God, you they're know, pretty. Like, they're pretty balls. You got to you catch the ball. You know, like, so I look at this, and I think Spags had a really interesting game plan where he was like, we're going to make them drive the length of the field, right? And I, I think you look back at Super Bowl 25 eerily enough for Buffalo fans. That's the wide right game, Giants, Bills, Super Bowl, and Bill Belichick coming to this game. They're playing the K gun offense. They're playing. Um, they're playing Thurman Thomas. You know, mm-hmm. Jim Kelly is is lighting it up. And Bill comes into the game and says, "We're going to let them run the ball on us, right? We're going to we're going to give up yards on the ground. They're not going to beat us through the air." And that's what happened. Thurman Thomas, 130 yards in that game, whatever it was. 
but they won the football game. And I think that was the plan was we're going to stay in two high structures and we're going to make them work the ball down the field. And they didn't allow explosives. Kansas City, no drives over five minutes. They were efficient. They were almost too efficient and that they were barely on they were yeah. barely on the field offensively uh, and explosive. Every time they, they scored a touchdown, they got to third down five times. At one point in the fourth quarter, they're one of three on third down, not a typo. And it's not like they're punting a lot. Uh, the only blemish, two misses in the red zone for Mahomes early in the game that made it 10-6, and that defined the game as touchdown, touchdown, yeah. touchdown. And that's when the game <laughs> got spooky for them. But I, I thought overall Kansas City's offense looked great. It was a, relative to, it was class. to what we know. It was class from Andy Reid, from Matt Nagy, yep. from Patrick Mahomes. That whole game plan looked awesome. And to your point, at the beginning of the game, when I saw those two passes sail and he had guys open, not just any guys, TK87 out there in the corner of the end zone. I'd love to see him uh, get a better ball there, but Patrick Mahomes being Patrick Mahomes throughout the course of the game was awesome. But for the Bills, you have to think if you get those two opportunities, seven that turns into three early, yeah. if you get the fumble on the Nicole Hardman extension, which shouldn't have been an extension, uh, and, the, and the crime fits the punishment, or the punishment fits the crime there, you have to think that this Bills team, this is their opportunity. I was waiting to see if they lost the game. This is their you, opportunity. If you would be like, it's the right call, because you've been adamant about that. I am still adamant yeah. about it, and, and I don't want to attack Nicole Hardman because he's trying to make a play, but at the same time. It's a great play. It was you, a great play you, by the defender, too. It's a great play by the defender, great effort, but this is the golden rule, and you break it. You don't and, reach out. And it almost ends up being a, a, a lethal, costly error for yeah. your team. Uh, thankfully, it wasn't, and... Like you said, it's just it's the greatness of Mahomes. It was the ability of this defense for Kansas City to limit the explosive plays. I think Trent McDuffie uh, played an extremely physical brand of football, yeah. uh, attacking the ball in the air, getting after these receivers, making it hard. Every time that we saw these deep throws, they were contested. Granted, the one underthrown ball that was trapped at the chest wasn't yeah. Contested, but the Stefan Diggs one that sailed a bit, and it almost looked like the wind took it uh, when they showed the slow mo replay. It went, the ball went seventy went yards from, in the air. He went from Sherfield. Sure he, he went from here yeah. to here, which means it was either just a misjudge from these. I two. think he might have been misjudging a it's, little bit. It's uh, and that's unfortunate, and it's indicative of how close this Bills team, historically and in recent years. Uh, is to winning the Super Bowl, getting to the Super Bowl. And that kills you because you look at Brady and Manning and you look back at some of their games because you, you're starting to feel like this is a Brady-Manning thing. But Manning won, I think, the third postseason game against Brady, if I'm not mistaken. I don't like the comparison. I don't like that because it's too it's lazy. It's too reductive. Lazy, reductive. What is whatever. reductive? Reductive means reducing it's like it down you're reducing like it down to something really like you're trying to draw some big, big conclusion they from play some arbitrary thing. They play quarterback. And you know what also in some of these games? They weren't high-scoring games, all of them. So if you're if you're measuring off quarterbacks, you know, like one t one team wins 24-14. Like every game that they've played, Josh has kept the Bills in it. You know, whether it's overtime, whether it's this game. Now he missed that ball in the end zone, but I do think that's huge. We always talk about Chris Jones getting out on the edge, like to put him out on the edge in that situation, and knowing that they were going to take Josh's a shot, lap. right? Because if you're the Bills in that situation, I was on Rich Eisen's this morning. He was kind of like, why are the Bills in a rush? Don't you want to run it down to nothing? And I'm like, yeah, but you also need to score. You need to, if you can, you need to score a touchdown because you want to guard against the field goal in Patrick Mahomes. So I understand them taking some shots. I really do. And that shot was there if they could have just protected a little longer. And I feel bad for Josh because he did just about everything he could have done. 
you could say if you're the Bills, hey, we missed two deep balls. We 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 you know we missed in the red zone. We we missed that field goal, obviously. But if you're Kansas City, the Hardman touchdown, um, <coughs> you didn't pick up that fumble. That you Dude. know that fumble should have been a. I mean, it's just a scoop and score. So I don't look at this game and say, hey, the Bills, the Bills, the it just came down to the, the field game. goal. You know, the fumbles. You know, where the fumbles fell Dalton into the end Kincaid, zone. Kincaid. The way he put the first yeah. fumble, the way he yeah. punched it out, and then the way he dislodged. I don't know who had the hands on the ball for the Chiefs when he dislodged it from him, too. Yeah. Dalton Kincaid yeah. is a pro's pro. But I, I just want to say this, man, like the, the Josh thing, because there's a lot of people – that, that don't like Josh or they prop up their favorite quarterback and they use Josh as a counterexample. This guy is is damn close to as good as it gets. Okay, like you can point to a bunch of, you know, like bad plays or picks or that sort of thing. The ceiling on what he gives you when a, pray, a play breaks down, his arm talent, his toughness. Like this dude took a shot from, I think, uh, Nick Bolton yesterday and I've never seen him get up slow. I mean, I, I don't think I've – and at some point, maybe one year, it starts falling apart. But I'll never forget – I think about Derrick Henry. I think about Cam Newton. I think about players like that that you're like, how much punishment can they take? And for Derrick Henry, a running back, you look at him late in his career and that long run he broke off late in the season this year, and you're like, he can still run. Yeah. Jesus. And Cam broke down as time went on. But Josh has not shown those signs. And if you're a, a Bills fan and you're saying, like, who's the problem here? Why are we not? Why don't we have a ring? Well, there's a lot of teams that don't have a ring right now in the past five, seven years who have good quarterbacks and the whole thing. The last thing I'm looking at in Buffalo and saying we need to switch something is the quarterback. So we can get in these, like, these, these, these first take kind of talking point conversations after the season, they don't apply to this quarterback yeah, or, no or Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow. Quarterback. It's good enough. It's great enough. It's great enough. They just couldn't win the game because Kansas City, in my opinion, was a little bit more ready to play and the injuries were too much. You know, Kansas City lost Willie Gay at one point in the game. That could be huge next week. They need to get that's, him back. They're down uh, to safety. Uh, yeah, are we? Are, yeah. They're down. I don't know. We'll see. Are we going to look ahead? We can look ahead at the end. At the end. We'll gonna, look ahead at the end of this. Save what I have for that. But I, I just think ultimately the missed opportunities for the Bills and, and, and Spags and that game plan of saying, hey, we are not going to let them beat us with a big play. And that offense, man, last week I thought it was because I thought it was because last week they had time, you know, playing Miami and being down some edge guys. I thought this week it was it was just the guys making plays, man. It, it really looked – the scary thing about the Chiefs, for a lot of people, I think – you can MBS look at the, can catch now? You, MBS catching the ball. The point is, what? teams like this, you cannot – you can't underestimate the fact that when they get in the postseason, they know how to play, and they play 10% better. And that 10% difference wins you games. That's it. And, 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 you know, like we look at the drops, we look at the MBS fumble, okay – I thought if let people tell it during the year, they were going to lose by now because of drops. Okay. Kelsey Probably had drops last week. They didn't, no. they, they didn't lose that game. That's it. They haven't dropped a lot of balls. The, the Hardman thing is a mistake that I've seen other teams. The penalties make. are the only real evergreen thing that's present with the chiefs. It's the pre and post snap penalties at the offensive tackle position. And while there are penalties there, I think it's almost worth it because those guys are protecting pretty darn yeah. well. And the interior protected, again, great. And yeah. it was a master class 
in the run game for the Chiefs of building that bully throughout the course of the game. And if you watch early downs in this Bills-Chiefs matchup when the Chiefs are trying to establish that run game that you talked about, I watched a lot of John from those Bills defenders. I watched a lot of pushing and shoving and kind of late hitting on some of their guys. And you know how it gets in these chippy matchups, and these groups know each other well. Yeah. And what I watched was 65, Trey Smith is one of my favorite players in the league. Um, in particular, I was watching him not responding emotionally early and understanding and believing and trusting in Andy Heck's game plan, which yeah. was we're going to establish dominance of the line of scrimmage, and at one point or another, that leather strap that they're holding us back with is going to snap. Yeah. We're going to come busting through there. And when Pacheco scored, I think it was a four-yard touchdown on the left side of the end zone, Trey Smith was dragging nuts on was about he? two dudes yeah. in the slow-mo when they went to the commercial. I mean, you can almost see that volcano bubbling, bubbling, bubbling. And then Andy Heck knows when to call yeah. the run yeah. that gets Trey Smith in position to really abuse somebody. Listen, the injuries were a lot, but also I think Kansas City's physicality. You know, like we talked about the team they need to morph into. They have what it takes to morph into that team. And they're going to walk into a beehive this week where Dude. everybody's going to be physical too. Yeah. And so. But the playoffs too, is it's about <clears> – <throat> It's about coaching. I feel like a lot of times that little edge that goes like every the teams that are in the playoff, they proved and they've shown that they can play with other teams, score points and do everything they need. But when a team is close like this, you kind of see the chess match between coaches and plays. And like last night, Andy Reid and, and Kansas City, they had eight plays, 20 yards or more. Yeah. Bills had zero. Yeah, yep. the explosives. Zero. Yeah, and, it, and that's that's crazy. That's, I, I, that's, that's I think, crazy. I think it's scheme. I think it's also not having Gabe Davis and Stephon Diggs has fallen off a cliff. Like, and I'm not saying this disrespectfully <laughs> because he's 31. Like, he's. I mean, you know, someone else falling off a cliff. But go ahead. I'll but tell no, you I, I mean, like, like I think, um, I, I, I think, I think if you're Buffalo, you have to go get some more weapons in the offseason. It's so easy to look at that offense because Josh does cover a lot of things up and say, they got plenty. They got Gabe Davis. You remember he went for like all those yards in that overtime <laughs> game? They got Stephon Diggs. Well, it's not, he's not the Minnesota Stephon Diggs right now. He's not the Buffalo Stephon Diggs from a couple years ago. No. He hasn't gone over 100 yards since I think since November. And since Joe Brady took over, his targets per game went down like three targets. They'd be hitting okay? the tight end. And so, that, and so that, like, and Diggs has not made a stink, okay, because I think he has that reputation of a guy that makes a stink, but he has not done that. Other than maybe his brother by proxy being like, hey, get out of Buffalo, like that sort of thing, which is a new thing. Like a proxy, lot of siblings. Proxy the family members to actually speak on your behalf. There was like CeeDee Lamb's mom. Micah's that whole brother. Thing, Micah's brother. Um, I never used you to get out of St. Louis uh, in those lean years. I <laughs> Kyle's Facebook account's going off. But um, I think um, I think when it comes to Andy Reid at the end of this game, what was really interesting was he didn't say, ladies and gentlemen, we got him. What he did say was, boy, I'm tired of playing this team in the playoffs. Like It's like every time we play Coach of the Year stuff from Sean McDermott. Now, he knows the temperature. Why is he saying that? Yeah, he likes playing him. He likes playing him, maybe. Or maybe he, he feels like for his friend, and I think for coaches, they hate this. Coaches hate this, this climate now where it's like, Hot this seat. guy's going to get fired now? Yeah. You know, like I wonder how most coaches feel about the Sirianni thing. I, I wonder how people feel about the McDermott thing. But, but him getting up there and saying that, um, 
I thought was interesting. Whatever you glean from it, Especially but the Bills need to go get him being somebody. Fired. He himself was fired after having so much success in NFC, but never getting to the Super Bowl. Yes, yes, and 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 Stephon Diggs, man. There was a long time that that Andy Reid hadn't won a Super Bowl. Right? They went five times to the championship game in uh, in Philly. So I'm sure Philly wishes he was still there. I mean, like no matter what success we had. Can you imagine if he was still there? But the point is point is it's hard to just fire coaches away because you don't know how close you are and also for Kansas City if you're Buffalo like if Travis Kelsey retires and there was a Tafoya uh, report about this I think that he's going to retire whatever that means um, they, they're going to be different yeah you know and like the free agency class we're going to talk about Mike Evans and Tampa Bay Buccaneers you think about weapons to put outside like oh boy who knows who knows what you know like you might have to draft well Sky Moore, et cetera. You know, like, I, you look around the AFC if you're Buffalo, is it worth hanging on another year and saying, hey, Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, they can't pay T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. Um, you know, Justin Herbert's starting over. Uh, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens might be in the Super Bowl this year. It's hard to get back. They need Buffalo. They need rushers. I, I look at Buffalo. They need a few things, but I, you're so close Resist the urge to blow it up, in my opinion. Improve the team. Improve the team a little bit. Don't restart anything. Don't, I mean, like, that would be my opinion. I, and if they fire McDermott, I'll understand because they know better than me what's going on inside the building. But I want to I wanna use my, like, hold on a minute player card Air here. Air brakes. And just say, hey, think about this for a second because you guys have been really close. Yeah, you got curb stomp last year against Cincinnati, but that was a legit beating. Uh, you know, this year you lose this close game, a kick, you're in overtime, you know, the whole thing, catch the ball, stuff like that. They probably got to get rid of Von Miller. Von Miller, yeah, Von Miller's older. It's just hard to come off an ACL at that age. So they, they got you a lot. pretty damn fast on that one contained uh, pursuit. Yes, yeah. out the floor. I was like, who is that? Oh, Von. He can oh, still yeah. run 14 straight, games, right? Five tackles this year, no sacks. Yeah, it's tough. It just goes to show you how hard the NFL yeah. is. Yeah. It just goes. Yeah. Finesse. It goes to show, but but it goes to show you how hard the NFL is. Yeah, for sure. It's Von Miller. He didn't yeah. forget how to play football. It's just that hard. Dude, he, he and if you like lose ten percent physically, it's that hard. Okay, so anyways, we're going to talk about uh, the Baltimore game and reinforcing that the NFL is hard. The Houston Texans. It kind of reminded me when everybody kind of fell in love with Prince Oberon uh, in Game of Thrones, and we were all like, Prince yeah, this, Oberon. This guy's the shit, dude. This guy's awesome. Yeah. I think it's uh, what's his name, uh, the the actor, the uh, guy from Last of Us. Yeah, it's the guy from Last of Us. I just can't think of his name right now. But everybody was really into Prince Oberon, and that was a plot, a subplot that o we were really into. And Pedro then, Pascal. And then yeah. Pedro Pascal. Oh, that's and then, the one he got and then, his head chopped And then he off. fights. Oh no, no, he, he gets, fights the mountain. Yeah, and he gets his head fucking. And smashed and he gets his head smashed in. And that's kind of what I think about the Ravens as. They're like the mountain, dude. Like they are. <laughs> they really are. It's just they're so physically imposing, and they're such such bullies. And even their stadium's kind of medieval. They got those fucking like castle wall. Patrick Mahomes knows not to like, celebrate when he trips you up, though. What? What do you mean? Patrick Mahomes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Mahomes is not going to Prince Oberon. Knows you. not to yeah. dance. And, and you know the yeah. Texans had him ten ten at the half, and they're looking around. They're like, say her name. The whole thing, and, uh, and then Oberon's like, "I will," and I did this, I and I did that, and I'm gonna smash your face just like I did to her, <laughs> and and that's what they did to them in the second half. Was it was just like. I really do believe, you talked about rest in the other game, the rest advantage 
took over for Baltimore, and they have not been good in these spots when they've had rest. No look, travel and a week boat trip. Rest. Boat trip. What? The boat trip. Odell boat trip too. What? Who had a boat trip? <laughs> the supposedly like the the Giants boat trip. Yeah. They 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 have booked another one. Odell had booked another boat trip for this during, year. Yeah. They they, they just did it in, in secrecy. No, it was out. Like, oh, so they were really on he, a boat. He rented like some. Well, it just goes to show you northern neck. It just goes to show you that New York media is fucking crazy, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but but I yeah, they're out in the northern neck. But but I I look at this and say, hey, they not only had the bye week, which they've struggled with, and like Lamar struggled with it. He struggled covering big lines at home as a favorite in the playoffs. These games have gone under. You know, like you you thought they might sputter, and they did for the first half. And I just say this about Houston. Houston was not afraid of them in the first matchup. We said coming in, they've got to they've got to bring pressure, especially on third down. They did that in the first matchup in the first half and kept it tight. They did that in the first half this game, and then in the second half, they just made great adjustments and they stayed on the field. Baltimore kept the defense on the field two to one for Houston, and they just wore down, man. But in that first half, I tip my cap to Houston. We're not playing for for um, you know like uh, participation trophies here, but. <laughs> They that team has been playing in a playoff setting for the better part of six weeks. And I think eventually when you're playing in the playoffs that long, whether they're called playoff games or not, teams can run out of gas. Yeah. You look at Buffalo. Look at the amazing run Buffalo had beating Phil, you know, damn near beating yeah. Philly in the rain. Um, you know, go, going to Kansas City and winning there, um, beating Miami with the division on the line. Um, you know, like everything they've done, Pittsburgh, in the weather, the whole thing, it's just after a while, it's like you're going to lose one. And Houston playing the better team, I think they ran out of gas, and I think the Ravens had a little bit left in the tank, and they're like the mountain anyway, so they just suffocated these guys in the second half. Slowick's not his best day, right? We talk about some, some, some coordinators who, who are interviewing, and you look at them kind of sideways. I did this yesterday. I tweeted about it, and the New York Post picked it up and was like, Chris Long calls out coordinators. I love, I hate that fucking uh. term. I tweeted, I tweeted that, you know, Detroit had two coordinators interviewing, and all these guys are interviewing. And yeah, the interviews start after this weekend, but you don't think they're preparing for this stuff? I've heard about the preparation that goes into these. And I'm not saying that's why Slowick wasn't his best or CJ wasn't his best. Certainly not. But what I am saying, in general, on a macro level, I don't know what the fix is, but can you imagine if a player was like, I'm a free agent next year, I'm I can talk to whoever I want during the <laughs> divisional round, after the divisional round. Fans would not go for it, okay? And I have some people say, well, they kind of, you know, these jobs kind of pay well. You don't want to let them get paid. I'm like, you're missing the fucking point. The point is, you would not be okay with this if it was anybody else, and maybe there's issue. a better way to do it. But the problem is, Teams get jumps on them. So then if you got to wait a while to hire your coach, the teams that are not in the playoffs can hire their coach, um, obviously. And they're also starting to build their team and that sort of thing. And so if your guys wait until the NFC Championship or after that, it kind of gets out of phase. Slowick didn't have his best day. Stroud didn't have his best day. The, the, the pressure. I mean, he was under pressure the whole game. And if there's any, you know, like, like – uh, participation trophy you want from this thing if you're a Texans fan is I don't think there's anything I saw in this game that tells me CJ Stroud's not going to be okay yeah 100% you walk into this stadium with me with only Nico Collins and Dalton Schultz and you know this is a team don't forget at the beginning of the season we said I they're they're not very good 
you know, like look around. We didn't know who Tank Dell was. Even though Tank Dell came on, you look at the roster, you're like, ah, they found a way to get in the playoffs, and they were tied 10-10 with the Ravens at the end of the first half. They made them bleed. They made them the bleed, They're like, like Oberyn. But the difference between them and Oberyn is they'll be back next year. Oberyn's head is smashed into a million little pieces. The Houston Texans will be back. The Ravens are just a different class right now. And, you know, Ravens fans, you know, you guys lived up to your reputation. And, and I give a tremendous amount of credit to the Baltimore Ravens for taking full advantage of the weapons at their disposal. Because when I watched Josh Allen play last night, and obviously we talked about all the short behind the line of scrimmage and at the line of scrimmage throws, it's frustrating when you got a guy who flashes the 70-yard deep ball. Yeah. With Lamar Jackson, you know what you have with that weapon. You have the ability to throw. And just like when you're playing Madden, you can hit right trigger and take off whenever you feel like it with conviction. Lamar can do that. Yeah. And particularly in the red area, I think it's... There's one play in particular, it's Kyle. The, it's the biggest advantage, right? Yeah. Um, it's having the ball in his hands with the ability to either throw it or run it. I think the biggest crime, if you're a coordinator in Baltimore, if you're the offensive coordinator in Baltimore, is handing the ball off to somebody else in the low red area and having Lamar watch the play. Because then it's 10 versus 11, and they kept painting the picture last night. Simple math, if the quarterback has the ball, you get an extra blocker. Nobody I want with the ball more than Lamar Jackson in scoring situations. And also, I give a tremendous amount of credit to Jim Harbaugh and that Ravens team, the strength staff, the the training staff, that team came out full afterburners in the second half, just like they did in the first half. Yep. And they kept their foot on the throttle, as every coach has told us. And they just trusted in their football team. And, and that's what happened. They went out there and they kicked ass in the second half. Big trust. Well, listen, they they did. And I, I also think um, – I also think – the, the Texans had opportunities early. I don't know that they would have been able to stay on top, but they had penalties in plus territory. That Fairbairn miss was my favorite miss kick of the year. Hey. I had, I had the first, not that anybody, somebody's going to tell me I don't. We don't care about your bets. Well, I don't care about your opinion. Uh, at the beginning of the first half, uh, I bet the the under twenty one and a half, and it's sitting at twenty, um, and Fairbairn gets down there. And that miss, it was like ecstasy in here. The dopamine rush that Fairbairn gave me was incredible. It was worth the game in general. Of course, the total landed on the push. Um, but I, I, I cannot, I can't say enough about the Ravens' resolve and their toughness. They're just built the right way. They have the right kind of guys to make a run. And now you've got Lamar and Mahomes Lamar. in the playoffs, which is something we haven't seen enough of, right? Like these two guys have been on on different tracks, and you know you want to see Lamar get there. And and I thought, Kyle, you made a great point in the red zone. And this is the very thing that that it's the allocation of resources, it's the bind that you put linebackers in. There was a big third down early in this game, and in the red zone, and I think Lamar scrambled to pick it up, and then maybe the touchdown. But <clears throat> they're sitting there, and they're in zone underneath, and. And they have a flat wall built at the sticks, and Bateman comes screaming by, and and Harris is is in like his own match, and you know parts like the Red Sea, and Lamar can see that Harris is going to pick up Bateman, and he's going to drag across the formation, and maybe he should be passing that, but these are these are issues that every team has and feels when they play Lamar at linebacker, and so whether he's hurting you with his arm or his legs, it's all built in. It's there's layers to everything they do. Where he can take this, if it's not there, I'm gonna take that. Oh fuck, the third thing can hurt you almost as bad as anything. 
And so, um, yeah, just a terrific uh, job, Baltimore taking care of business. And get punched in the mouth and then responding. That's a well-coached football team. Good I coach mean, football They're well-prepared, and uh, that's, that's what scares me the most because I think the advantage that Kansas City has in any matchup that they play in is the experience, the calm nature, and extremely tense and volatile situations. And I think that with Lamar Jackson and with Jim Harbaugh and potentially, are we going to get Andrews John back? John Harbaugh. We're going to get Andrews John back. Harbaugh. So we're going to get Andrews back. I mean, it just it adds another calm bro, layer to this situation. Bro, the Ravens, O-line, yeah. and Ricard, they were about their standing on business. Oh, yeah. And to watch tape, and to get ready, not saying that Kansas City's D-line isn't up for the challenge, but you have to know it's going to be a long fucking night. I, and you have to you have to focus on stopping the run. Like, like, yeah, you gotta rush the passer. You can't you oh, that, contain, that's, first, that's first. You have to contain and you have to do all that, but you have to stop the run or you're gonna get punched in your mouth but, but, the whole game. But juxtapose that to like the Ravens or the Chiefs this weekend playing the Bills. We just went through it. They didn't commit bodies to stopping the run. They, they seem content saying, hey, we're going to bleed a little bit here. I don't think that, that this week it's the same thing. I think this be. week you have to stop the run, and, to your point. And then I also think, you know, the Ravens are looking at the run game. They're looking at the Chiefs and saying, hey, where can we get yards on the ground? And I think Spags is looking at bringing pressure and saying yes. – how did Houston disrupt them so poor, badly in the first half with inferior players to what we have? Because we believe with the Sneeds, the McDuffies, the Boltons, the maybe the Willie Gays, the Chris Jones, like we have more dudes, right? Yeah. So if, if they can pressure them, I think I can and, too. And Here's, it's about setting the edge. Like, like you're playing okay. against, like, I don't think these teams, I don't think they're setting the edge well enough. And when you're playing against someone like Lamar who can hold on to that ball and extend plays, that's gonna be huge this weekend. So like I'm excited actually to see that 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 battle in the trenches up front because the Ravens, they really as much as I like the Texans, Texans have they have studs on their D line, but like the interior, like Rankins and some of those guys, some plays, they looked real bad. And it's one of those things like you said, like they're not big. Maybe and yeah, they're, beat they're up. Th that they're that big. also was they looked physically like That's what we talked about. Mm -hmm. I was concerned but about big, the Texans holding up are. because of yeah. how physical and where physically. Big Moe's big. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Morgan Moses is a big dude. And Christian Harris serves them. props. Christian Harris made some great plays tackling the open field. Like we had to mention him I mean they they really fought their asses off they are an all-fight unit but the two teams playing this weekend heavyweights and just like we said in the Bills game coming in I said this game's going to be less about the flash and flare outside as it is about who runs the ball mm -hmm. and ultimately Kansas City being able to run the ball that's another thing are they going to be able to run the ball on these guys what's up with McKinnon is there any shot they get McKinnon back you know, McKinnon had Rashi Rice yesterday. Rasheed Rice, you know, like he didn't get the ball as much as I think. But he know, was dinged. He was dinged a little bit. Knee, it was knee. Hand. I think they're gonna have to at some point. Maybe they're waiting for it. They're they're gonna have to implement like like um, Patrick Mahomes and like more maybe like some read options. I, I think they don't use him enough. Like and I the think, fact that he's a decoy, obviously, like like of pulling. But I don't think I think he needs to. 
maybe have some pre-scripted like pulls, like maybe two or three. QB power. Like, draw. yeah, it'll just, it'll just like slow, maybe slow the defense up one more. Step. I think what slows them up, keep these guys out of man. Mm-hmm. If they get into man, yeah. break their backs. Because Patrick Mahomes, like I said, somebody asked me what he runs a 40 in. I said probably a 4.9. You just yeah. say five. But, but, I, but I he's, he's an but athlete. He's I mean, and, and knows he's got that three-dimensional ability to see the field. Like last night when he's, when he's fucking with Rasul Douglas in the flat. <laughs> yeah. You know what It's else? like uh, I can't even make a decision on how I want to defend him. You know one of the biggest signs that you could tell he's an athlete? Bro, how effortlessly – he was dodging snowballs like last minute. <laughs> How about the snowball almost hit the guy in the field of play? But that's been well, happening these past weeks. It's crazy. Um, one, one more. Go ahead. So going back to the matchup with the Chiefs versus Lamar mm-hmm. um, and bringing pressures, and obviously Spags can get exotic and he likes to press the button. I'd rather pre- pressure Lamar than Josh. Here's what I'm talking. Here's what I'm thinking yeah. as a rush plan. Uh, and I got two D linemen in here that can answer this question. First, for you, I understand that there's quarterback spy defenses with the Mike linebacker or maybe your Will, and they're going to stay. Like we saw Willie Gay running with Josh Mm -hmm. Allen and mirroring his every move. Are there spy rushes for interior guys? It's more muddle rush. It's like a muddle rush where it's just that. Balance up, guy. Yeah, you're telling your interior guys and your outside guys, it's almost, bro, like whatever he's going to do, He's going to be patting the ball, and he's going to be in the pocket. Because I want the edge guys to rush to get home. I don't want Karloftis to unpin his ear back. But what I want is if Pennell's in the game, That's if Chris Jones hard. is in the game, because here's why. I want to If I'm going to waste a, a rusher, if I'm going to add a free rusher versus Lamar Jackson, I'm going to want to add Nick Bolton. If, he, if Lamar makes you miss, and he probably will, you can tell him to err on, the, on one of two sides – and flush him to I where flush your, him away from his ball. Flush hand. him to where your spy D lineman is, and also that saves your more athletic second level players no to be there in response for Lamar's takeoff. You can there's no set that's, traps. That's a waste. That's a waste. What? You can you set traps. What, what, what? It's a waste to try to use an interior. No, on a D third and twelve, I, on a third and eight, I think you can add a, a pressure what, from the second here, level. Here's another wrinkle. Here's another wrinkle. We've seen in the past Lamar and drop an eight. You know, like give him on some of these third and longs. Like they did to Patrick. I think it's got to be, I think pressure takes care of this. I think, in my opinion. I don't want to waste my second level athletes, though. I do. I'm going to send guys who can get him down. It's worked. Who can get him down. Yeah, but I mean, Lamar is, this is a game where Lamar. This is a game where Lamar is going to be. The superhero version of himself. I understand that, but he I want as many bodies there. Of himself in the first half against an inferior Texans defense last week. I'm just saying, there are ways to pressure him, and I wouldn't. And D'Amico Ryan's was on to this at times. I don't want if Lamar's going to beat me, make him beat me in two seconds. Yeah. Don't. I don't want him beat me in five seconds, six seconds. Those are where the very bad That's things. That's where happen. guys get really open. Three man routes, people get open, deep overs that are like you just can't cover that long. And you know, like if 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 they're gonna pick up a chunk, and there's no disrespect to Lamar. Lamar's dangerous as hell, but I I'm more afraid of Josh's legs than Lamar's legs because I can't kill Josh. I can't like no hard shot is gonna slow him down. Lamar's great at not getting hit, but if you're gonna make him run. 12 to 14 times in a game because you've dictated it by get some shots playing some man at times you know like not not sitting there and and muddle rushing too much because i hate when a guy's centered up on a on on a zero 
and he's like the balance up guy and he runs yeah. a five two. Like by the time Lamar runs sideways, you're gonna shed a yeah, block. You can't shed. It's not like the run game where the the gap's this big. The B gap is huge. I think the left end has to ru- rush with power. Mm-hmm. I think the left end has to be Carl Loftus can rush with power. Dana and those guys they can rush with power inside. They're athletic enough. Dana's going to be a have big the other one. End. The story is loopers dictating his, dictating him rolling away maybe, from his ball. Maybe side. a couple of times trying to force and get that backside sack and have that end yep. come extra wide and have that tackle feel like you're pushing them by. You got to set mix trap, in a spot. Right? Yeah. Mix in a spot. You, you talk about set setting traps. a trap. Give him four man, and then all of a sudden, you know, it looks like Willie's dropping into the hook. Show him the cheese. Take it away. But to your answer too, Kyle, like the biggest like. Another big factor is for guys to kind of know, like, hey, Lamar is going to make a few big plays, like, with his feet. (laughs) We cannot get discouraged. Yeah. Like, we can't, like, we might run some of these defenses perfectly, and you might have him, like, hemmed up, and then he finds a way to squirt out. And, like, in a game, when you run something perfect and you guys practice it and your coach yeah. tells you exactly what's going to happen and, and it happens and, like, you guys don't particularly make the play, that could be in the moment disheartening. Yeah. And it's something where for in a game like this, like, that can happen back-to-back. So you have to be like, yo, fuck it. We're going to get him. We're going to get the second. I'm going to – I got to speed him up, though. This, there, is, a there's te- no, this is a there's... team that's been down on the road in the playoffs. So, I mean, what was it, 24 nothing mm-hmm. in Houston? Yeah, they're a little – yeah, I, your point point taken. I just think the biggest thing is make Lamar – If hey, if Lamar's going to see zero coverage, he's going to ID the blitz. By the way, Kansas City, one of the best disguised groups oh. in the league, if not the best. Okay, San Francisco is pretty good with disguises too. You know, you look at some of the stuff they did the other day. But, like, I, I Kansas City, you know he brings pressure and you know he's good at disguising. I just think if you're gonna get beat by Lamar, make him make him throw that ball outside the numbers for 40 yards. Dare him to do it. Yeah. I I know he can, but I'm just telling you. I know Ravens fans think everything's hate. You guys have become like the biggest like. Huh. Yeah, it's, it's like no matter how much you love Lamar, as you're it, still a hater. bro. Like we picked him for the MVP. <laughs> we picked him to win the division. You know, you 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 want me to put my hair in a ponytail for you? I'm not gonna do it. Um, like, like I think the Ravens are as good a team as there is in the league. What we're talking about here, though, is Spags in this defense. What is the Styles make fights, bros? What what's the what's the what's what's, what's your best sh- shot? And I think it's okay to say, hey, we want to see Lamar. But Lamar's got a cannon, but we want to see this offense hit a deep ball rather than like we're just gonna sit there and pat. Pat the ball. Let's let's create some negatives. Houston I'm, did it. I'm I'm concerned with. I mean, I'm just concerned with the ability for him to take off. the The Bolton speed ceiling isn't very high. His recognition usually makes up for that. But when you're playing against a guy like Lamar, the margins are so razor thin. Uh, I just it's concerning. So you got to have some pressure generated from the scheme. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to see what Spags does. It's it's going to be one of the best matchups we've potentially ever seen. Oh, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome, man. These two are awesome, Patrick and Lamar. It's going to be one of those situations where last night it sucks again. Like it sucks to bet these games because at the end of the game, I am not. You could see it on our highlight video. You know, like when you watch, people like these these reaction videos where we're on one side and then they see us cheering and shit. And like watch last night, like when 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 Patrick's making those plays, I'm like, I'm gonna win some money. But mm-hmm. It just sucks for Josh. And whoever loses this game, I'm gonna feel really badly because the same thing with Baker awesome and the Lions yesterday. I was like, 
Yeah, you I have money a lot of, on the Lions, but I was. It's hard to root against anybody. You can't root against Baker. All right, so let's get into the NFC. Speaking of teams that we're going to root for, I mean, as a fan, it's pretty easy to find the team you're rooting for here on the in the NFC. It depends. If you played in the NFC North, probably not. It'd be like me watching the Seahawks. Yep. Okay. So so let's start with Green Bay and San Francisco because this was an actually really entertaining game. Um, Moment wasn't too big for the Packers and for Jordan Love. I thought it was too big for Jordan Love. I didn't think it was. He missed a lot. I thought of I thought he made I thought he made the crucial mistake at the end, and made, also there was some great plays made there by that linebacking core. I mean, it, it's not said enough that Drake Greenlaw is an elite. The last elite play made player. it seem like it might have been too big. For him. I don't think I don't think it was. No, that's fine. I mean, and and by saying the moment's too big for him, I'm not saying that because believe me, we've been on the Love bandwagon. Like if all I'm year, a Packers yeah. fan and that happens, I kind of say, you know, we didn't expect we'll be, to win this game. We'll be okay. We'll be back. Which is why on yesterday's show on Tops, I was talking about the rivalries. You know, the rivalries back, and I'm not talking about Bears Packers. I'm talking about Packers Niners. Yeah, Packers Cowboys, Packers Niners. It's all good stuff. NFC football. But I will say this: I do think at the end, the moment was a little bit big for Love. Like the 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 third and two miss was was big. Aaron Jones third and two miss. Obviously, the I thought the Packers forgot how to tackle. Sure, there's that. The pick to Greenlaw, the third and nine, where they got no answer against Blitz. Like, that's schematic. The bad pick, you know, even under a minute, you don't need to throw that ball. There have been great quarterbacks who the moment was too big for them in a particular game. That's a really good defense, okay? I think where they fucked up was not going in for the kill earlier. Yep. Okay. Like in the oh. you don't you don't even have to you don't even have to rise to the occasion in that moment if you take care of business earlier in the game. Okay. Like, did they go for it early? Like when they could. Yeah, they got stuffed goal? on a on a. But but more Nate, here here are my issues. Okay. Green Bay is up twenty one seventeen under eight minutes to go. They got the ball in plus territory in field goal range. Okay, you got to be thinking six, but if not, we'll take three. Okay, we all know what happens after that, okay? And this year, Carlson has missed either an extra point or a field goal in 10 of the last 12 games. You can think back to 2014 when the, when the Packers busted that onside kick. Uh, you can think to 2021 in the divisional playoffs against the 49ers. They had a missed field goal before the half. They gave a big Debo return in the second half. They got a pump block with four minutes to go in the game. Like special teams, if you're a Packers fan, it's like a bad word. Like you, you don't want to hear the the two the two words special teams and and you know they were all time bad in 2021, the year that they that they they did that against the Niners uh, at home. Um, they brought in Basaccia, everybody's favorite guy, one of my favorite guys. Everybody wants to see him do well. They improve, but this year, um, they just weren't great. And it's more of the same. And yeah, they got the kick return, and you could say the special teams kept them in it, but it's another peg in a long line of like the Packers special teams are a nightmare and to me the biggest problem and this is not on Jordan Love the biggest problem is one I don't think they were aggressive enough with it with the lead and I think part of it was the rush I think the rush was great and the rush was getting to Jordan a little bit and Jordan's eyes are more are more checked down encouraged rather than like hey we were talking about matchups outside with Ambry Thomas we, we had all these shots we didn't get to up. Didn't get to him. There was a play, I think, in the second quarter where uh, Ambry Thomas and Fred Warner have trouble passing off a deep over, I think it was. And if you watch Green Bay, you know that as the play develops, 
these zones, you're going to find voids, but you need time. You need time. And I don't think they, they had enough of those explosives on the deep overs and that sort of thing. I don't think Jordan Love had the time he needed against this D-line. So credit to D-line. But when you get in the red zone, because early in the game, they ran the ball almost at will on the perimeter. Like, they were unafraid. Whether it was one high, two high, they, weren't, they were not going to get scared out of running the ball. And it worked. But when they got in the red area, especially in the first half, okay, three times, they Locked got numbers. in play. Well, first down at the 13, minus two on split zone. Okay, so they're behind the sticks already in the red zone. And that's the worst place to be behind the sticks. Okay, third and one from the 14. Uh, this is the sneak down, right? So they get stuffed on inside zone and then the sneak. So third and one. First and goal from the nine, they run split zone. And Lenore, who played really well that drive, remember he knocked Love out of bounds. He came down on that RPO. He was a step early. He was a step early on that split zone. He beat the tight end to the spot. So this Steve Wilkes group was prepared in the red zone. And I, I think the, the Packers, as good as they ran the ball and as great as Aaron Jones is, when the field gets shrunk, yep. And there's not as much space to play with on the back end. The run support comes down quicker. It's easier to load the box and that sort of thing. It's all about the – I mean, when everybody in the stadium knows you're going to run, great teams can't can run. They they're do a it. good football team at running the ball. They're but they're not, not a great, a great team. team. And that's like the Ravens. Oh, yeah. Are like, come on. Hey. Come on. We're running power. Yeah. Good Stop luck. it. Good luck. Run yeah. Rain. And that's where – and that's Did where you buy your ticket for the and, ride you're about to Yeah, and that's, and that's where the Packers got to get to, and they're just not there yet, and I thought like – they had every chance to win this game. That I thought part of it's the play calling, but again, I'll say this: Jordan Love under constant pressure. I just can't come away from this game and say like he's not the reason they lost because he's at least part of it. You hit some of those third downs late, and I'm talking about the gimmies or don't throw a pick in a certain situation. Brock Purdy, the whole game because the whole group of us was on the over. We were dog cussing this motherfucker. The wet bandit. Oh, I thought you were an MVP. All this stuff. The ball's squirting everywhere, and I want to be fair to this guy. The difference in the game was he made the big throws late. Yep. And Jordan Love didn't. And so so that like the 11:23 to go in the fourth quarter. Not that this led to points, but this definitely flips the field a little bit and it's just on its own. It's a great throw. Okay, 11:23 to go in the fourth. Third and 10. And he loves to layer these throws behind like behind second level zone defenders. He'll fit it in between. This is the ball he throws really well. The safety and the backers. I don't care how much depth these backers get. I don't know if it's because in practice he's used to having to fit it over Fred Warner's head. Yeah. And those motherfuckers can get depth. And so it's easy to throw the ball over 25's head. But that ball he threw to Jennings was like a holy shit throw. Some guys For all the at, bad throws. Some guys look at the safeties, I think. And I never play quarterback. I think some of these quarterbacks, when, when you're talking about that linebacker depth, they're trying to gauge him and the safety yeah. squeeze. I think some guys look at the safety. I think, to your point, Brock's looking at the linebacker. He's saying, fuck safety. I'm going to make this throw over this guy's head and make my guy make a play. He's look, Yeah, and, and, and he's gotten really good at this, Kyle. And, like, you know, beating man. And the, that drive was huge. I think sometimes... If, that, if they win the Super Bowl and that drive happened in the 90s, they'd have a nickname for it. I mean, that was a great drive. The drive. The, one of the drives or something like that. The drive. They took the catch and then catch two. Catch two is a better catch than Which catch one. Which one was catch two? Catch two is T.O. Ah. Uh, crying. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Candlestick. But, but I, like, the third and five Diuk, uh, it was a bullet, tight coverage, the Conley throw. Um, I don't know why they don't have more depth. 
um, you know, at the second level in Green Bay there. But wet ball, the whole thing, he threw some ducks, but he also threw some balls where he had to make the plays, and he made the plays. So as much as we were talking about Jordan Love and as much as, hey, if we were drafting quarterbacks today on, like, a randomized team that doesn't have Debo Samuel or fucking Trent Williams or Ayuk or all these guys, like, I might draft Jordan Love before Brock Purdy, but it ain't by much. Because Jordan's got more to prove, and I know to some people this is inflammatory <laughs> and a hot take. I think Brock is a good quarterback, and he outplayed Jordan Love. So there you have it. I mean, like, coming into the game, I would have said the better quarterback in this situation would be Jordan Love. Brock was better. Now, Brock wasn't perfect, and it's going to take better than that to beat the Lions, in my opinion. Um, and he better hope the weather ain't. It's not going to be. I think the weather's going to be pretty good. I think sure. we're going to get Purdy and well, Goff. Well, him and Goff are both happy about the good weather. Yep. And so somebody just put this in the post. I just want to shout out both D-lines, really, but Green Bay, Devontae Wyatt, Kenny Clark, Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary, those guys were fucking fantastic. And I know, like, they just did ex exit meetings. And, you know, you look at the numbers, you say, hey, the, the magic number was 60 yards. If Christian McCaffrey goes for 61 yards, you know, they're probably going to win. If, they, if he goes for 60 or less – They've lost three or four in those situations, and especially with Debo down. They built a flat wall all night. Devontae Wyatt was working a fucking seven-man sled. It was beautiful. Kenny Clark was sprinting out and, and trying to decapitate guys out on the perimeter. Like, they bust their ass. Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, setting edges in the backfield. There's a lot to be excited about with this, with this group up front for Green Bay. I'm a big fan of this group, and I thought they got let down by the, by the back end. You know, like uh, the back end did not play big in big situations. I'll give you an example. 106 yards on the ground. They gave up 40 on one play. Everybody knows the play I'm talking about in the fourth quarter, McCaffrey. And, yeah, 93 gets reached. I didn't just mention 93. Uh, seven gets reached. But you've got an alley there, and 26 can make a tackle one-on-one. -on -one. And it's not a fucking it's – not, it's not route 64. It's like a two-lane road. you you, mm -hmm. you got to make this tackle. 26 just whiffs, right? That's Johnson. He just whiffs. And, uh, and, and, you know, on that same drive, they couldn't pass off an explosive to Kittle. They missed two picks. Like, one of them at least is a pick six. And these are enormous, man. If Brock Purdy throws you these balls, you got to make him pay. Because if he throws you – if you catch those balls, we're not talking about Brock Purdy right no. now. Yeah. And that's the way this game goes. And so, you know, you talk asshole hero, Jordan Love, you want to make him to the asshole, Brock and the, the – this wasn't perfect quarterbacking play on either side. Green Bay did not take advantage, man. You know, like you talk about those pick sixes. You talk about when they got in man on the Kittle touchdown. You remember the Kittle touchdown? Diabolical man ID. So they know they're man. And Green Bay's in a blitz. They don't get out of it. They run Kittle right across the field. And, you know, Savage is just standing there. He's flat-footed. Like, I know it's George Kittle, but can you run with George Kittle? Yeah. You know, like, I, I, I don't mean to make it too... These are the obvious ones. These right? are the obvious ones. you uh, got to know, if you're bringing pressure, like, the onus is on you. Your zone or your man, it, it becomes stretched out. Like, it's 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 of the utmost importance. Yeah. And, like, on the last drive, yeah, the third and five I talked about with Ayuk, I mean, uh, Nixon gets beat inside on that one. Ayuk was pissed a couple times at Purdy. He was like, throw me the ball. Yeah, you might as well. Poor depth on the Conley catch. Like Dropped a few, though. The back end for Green Bay just didn't play big enough. If you got a front like that, I would be, I would be, and I know some young guys stepped up for them this year, but but to me, you wasted that group because they played really well. Last thing I'll say, Debo Samuel, he's gonna affect the outcome of this uh -oh. game either way. 
on Sunday. And I just want to say this. All respect to Debo Samuel. I'm a huge Debo fan. Okay, and I, uh, this isn't a criticism because his body can only do what his body is capable of doing. Yeah. This guy plays the game with reckless abandon, yeah. and I fucking love it. But the there is a wear and tear. Shoulder. There, there's a wear and tear. And let me just – five years, I think he's played in 16 games or the full season one time. Okay, and um, he might miss another big one this week. He missed a big part of this game. He could have been the reason they lost. I'm not saying he's that good, you yeah. know. Um so I just remember when he was talking about, I want to get paid as a wide receiver and a running back. Well, like, you're getting some running back attrition now mm -hmm. if you look at, like, Debo's body. And he, 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 you can't tell a guy like that not to play like Debo because Debo playing like that is what makes Debo. That's all he knows. So I'm just saying from a team-building standpoint, yeah. that's a lot of eggs in a basket of a guy who might not be healthy in the biggest situation because he plays this way. Yeah, and I'm you know, like, so like they have to have other answers. And to see the to see that as a competitor, I, I feel like I'm not as afraid of Debo going into this game if he does play because of what you're saying. I, I wouldn't think that he would be throwing his body around in the same reckless abandon that he has been. Yeah. Because he would be trying to get through the game and yeah. be effective and those type of things, but Debo is he, he's he's sort of a like on field bully. He's the yeah. guy that you kind of know, like, hey, we have to deal with him, and if he does well, it, it's a huge factor. So, and it just also it goes to show how much he opens up for them because he's such a unique guy. You can give him the ball out of the backfield; he's gonna kill you on a shallow cross. Or anytime gonna... you put him in motion, the defense you have to pay attention to a whole bunch of different checks that could be coming. Is he gonna? Quick motion back. There's a lot of different. Where things. was the yak for them when he went out? Where's Ooh. the where's when the he rat gets the football? You know, when he gets, as an offensive lineman, we used to have. I played with Brandon Marshall, and he would get the ball on a three yard something and turn it into a seventeen yard something, and on the way to seventeen yards, he would make three men look like boys, and it would inspire a unit that would go cover downfield to pick him up to yeah. go kick ass on the next yeah. play. That's the impact Debo Samuel has. Luckily for the Niners. They have a few of those guys. Yeah, um, so. but they got they got to find ways to to play left handed a little better. You know, like Patrick Mahomes been playing left handed all year. You want to talk about? And I know some people be like, that's not what I'm saying. But when we talk about quarterbacks and we say, hey, you want to be in that in that club? You want to get in? Like it's tough. The membership is like you got to be able to play left handed. Ambidextrous club. And I thought Purdy made some of those big time throws. And so the book is not written on his playoff run yet, but he's got to play a little better next week. The Jim Abbott club. If he of wants playing to get in the ball. Handed. Yeah, Jim Abbott. The Jim Abbott club. The Jim Abbott award. The Chubbs would be the, the Chubbs the, Peterson the quarterback award. that had to adjust and ball out regardless of circumstance. Yeah. Jim yeah. Abbott, legend. Chubbs. I had his card. You know, in the in the director's cut of um, of Billy Madison, they actually <laughs> panned to Adam Schefter, who leaks the MRI report for Chubbs. Really? Yeah. Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. I knew what you were talking about. Yeah. They, they, you said Chubbs. I'm with you. Yeah, it's the JPP thing. Schefter was in the news recently for breaking. Uh, never mind. I would have seen yeah. maybe a 21-year-old Adam Schefter in that movie. No, you know, it, there's a lot of callbacks. In the director's in cut, you know? Well, Chris, remember And this is the cup? this remember is from the cup? hospital here. This violates HIPAA. Chris, but... Tin Cup. Do you remember all the cameos that were in Tin Cup that were like sports personalities? Oh, for sure. Like, that's, why, that's, why, that's why I'm picturing Schefter. It's kind of real. Yeah. Well, no. It's, it's... All right, here we go. <laughs> so we want to talk about the Lions, right? These deep cuts mm -hmm. kill me. We want to talk about the Lions, man. Do we? 
Yes. Oh yeah. I don't know if you. And Marshall Math. And I'm not taking. I, there is no like. I'm. I'm, I'm happy playing. I'm like, I wore Honolulu. It almost a bit feels. Today. It almost feels fake still. And I'm not even a Lions fan. I haven't oh, had to struggle yeah. through decades and decades, millennia of torture and uh, you know sub success. Well now, the rabbits got the gun. Rabbits got the gun. I'm not even. Listen. Listen. So. Uh, I had the, it's emotional. It feels I, fake. I had the Bucks team total over. Great. I had the Bucks catching a touchdown, and I'm not even mad that I lost that bet. You know, because the best case scenario was Lions win, Bucks cover. Todd Bowles, what the fuck are you doing? Going for two? All of a sudden, you're a math guy. Like, like you're not. You're not. Dude. I like it. Okay, I just don't like that stuff. I, I don't because there's the untold mental thing. I know you're gonna tell me the math. If you have a 50 chance, no, no, of, it's. You can't be a math guy if you let the time run out at the end. That's the yeah. bro. So brutal. <laughs> what are we doing? How many seconds did they have? There were like thirty-five yeah. seconds to go. Bro, you can't They're shaking be a math hand. Guy. You know, they they probably told him they were like, hey, you know, they could have kicked a field goal there, and he was like, you know, we're in the dome. They're not gonna <laughs> miss it. You know, I don't know. I don't know what he's thinking there. Like, he, you he, make the guy kick a field goal. He literally says, we weren't gonna come back from that, which is brutal. To that is insane. It's right up there with after the game saying. Baker's definitely done enough to earn a contract. And then, like, later in the transcript, he's like, I don't want to talk about Baker's next contract yet. You know, like, Todd, 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 Todd. So, anyways, Todd Bowles, by the way, did a great job this year. Dave Canales did a great job this year. I want to say this to the Bucks, tipping my cap to the, uh, the deceased in the chat here. But, like, you guys got a lot to be proud of. I mean, um, they made runs. They made runs in the season, right? Like, they, they – also, by the way – Todd Bowles, your team lost. You watched Houston beat you on the road in like a 50 to 49 game that was weirder than that game would have had to be for you to get the win. Like, that was more unlikely than you with 60 yards we to go. We weren't going to win. We weren't going to win. We weren't okay. going to win. But they made runs. They made, they made a run before the half when you thought they were dead. Okay. 17 10, they had that David Tyree looking play where Baker gets ejected out of a scrum of people. And he's like, oh, fuck, I got the ball. He hits K Dot and the great call to Rashard White in the, in the red zone. Screen? The screen. That's so beautiful. It was beautiful. And that guy reminds me of Alvin Kamara. That's who it is. It's cool. I don't know if, if that's. When he gets the ball, things happen. He's, he, 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 he kind of just um, uh, Rashad White, oh. the running back from the Rashad Rashad, Rashad White. Rashad, he, he reminds like me of uh, he reminds me of Camara. I was like sitting there during the game yesterday, like who do, who who do you think? And they showed a replay of him in slow motion. I'm like, I could cut, I could overlay Alvin over this guy. I mean, he really is like he can be pretty good for them. Uh, but you know, the fourth and fourteen, incredible, dude, fucking incredible. So I, I, I just want to say this: like the Bucks, what a run, Baker. You don't need, you don't need to hang your head, man. And I think honestly, what makes it really not to zoom out and do the Bucks first, but this Baker says he wants year two in 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 the system. And Bowles, of course, said multiple things in the presser. Canales, I don't know that he gets a head coaching job, although I'd look at him, like he might be. Kind of a, his name's not as hot as some of the other coordinators, but maybe it should be. He's next trip around the sun. Exactly. So if you got Baker next year and you bring him back, window's on, still open for this. You know, like the, this little window, whatever this window means, is open. It's smaller though, without Mike Evans. Well, and here's the thing: and Mike Evans, who should not hang his head at all, was tremendous. I know that the pick was probably on him, the first one, and he had some drops last week. But he's the reason they're in the game too, and he's 
everything you want in a dude on your team that plays a decade for a franchise like he is. He's that kind of guy that it's just no questions asked. You hang his number in the rafters, yeah. and everybody speaks on this guy with respect in Tampa. No matter where he goes next year, he has been awesome. And I think for somebody who's been on a team for a long time, who's who seems like really loyal, who says, I'm not going to throw a fit because we've got a quarterback issue. I'm going to try to be even better. Like some receivers would be like, get me out of here, all this shit. Like He's like, I can help. I'll help. Yeah. And and after the game, he's like, he'd love to play on one team. And I also think it's tough for him because sometimes when you're on a team long enough, I just want to say this, when I was on the Rams for eight years and we were not winning and things were not good and I got hurt late in my career, like I wanted to get cut. Like I did not want to be there anymore. Not because I didn't love every minute of my my journey, you know, difficult or easy. I, I wanted to play on one team my whole career, but not like that, especially with the team moving, that sort of thing. So for me, I can't really relate to Mike's situation. He's obviously way better and has a legacy to worry about that I don't. But I just know that sometimes you're thinking at the end of your run somewhere, where's the next place and I need to cash in. Not that he already doesn't have a Super Bowl ring, and I think that's the saving grace that may make him stay in Tampa. Mm-hmm. So you've already done that. But I think there's also like, what's the grass like on the other side? And I've got all these personal goals. Or like, whose life can I make really easy? Yeah, I can, I can be that guy. I can be that, you know, what Joe Flacco was to the Browns. I can be that at receiver and make somebody's life really easy. I can go rescue Josh Allen. I can go rescue Patrick Mahomes. Well, I can, it's, it's a little too cold up there. For well, yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's yeah. pretty tough. I, 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 then I look at Tampa and I'm like, do I want to stay? Is my legacy the most important? And they just made it really hard on me if I was trying to leave because it's hard to leave this situation. It feels like they got a little something going. If you're a Buffalo fan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What if I say, we're going to send you Mike Evans, but you have to get a dome and no. get him for free. No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. Fuck dome. No, some things are sacred. Guy only has sex. No dumb. I'm gonna send you Mike. <laughs> I'm gonna send you Mike Evans, Kyle, for free. But then you gotta go join Al Qaeda. Okay? There's just some things you just don't do. All right. So that's a spot. Anyways, I just um, have you seen their training camps? The pull-up Stop. bars. Stop. You'd have a lot of trouble Shame. getting under the fucking. That, all they have is monkey bars. You would have a lot of trouble. I don't even. I don't think you pass a physical. Shane goes pretty cool, huh? Pretty impressive. You like that? See what we got? Yeah, I can't do Shane. He's too too good at it. Um, that's what. That's it's great. I just okay. Getting back to the game for the Lions. They look how strong they are. Listen, <laughs> listen. Two, two big chances for the Bucks in this game is what it came down to. If you're going to win this game, you had to get a turnover. You know, they, they just never came for them. You know, the Dean pick in the end zone would have been huge. And who knows how the game plays out from then. That's a big swing, right, early in the, early in the game. And then the drive that they go up 31-17. And you kind of know if they go up 31-17, it's going to take a miracle. And the Bucks almost did it, right? Yeah. But 31-17... Uh, at the end of the drive, you know, you know where they were in the middle of this drive, third and 15, and they go to Amon Ra St. Brown, and they hit it. He's a yard short of the sticks. He's too fucking strong. Him and his blue hair, dude. He just drags the dude over the first down marker. He's and a bully. 
he is. He's a little bully. And then, you know, because his dad's Mr. Olympia and shit. In the best way possible. He's not an asshole. This, he's a prick. Yes. Like, yes. He is a prick. Well, you know what I realized? And I want to play with him. Like, I would love to play with him. He was on the podcast with his brother. Yeah. And you know how you, with you and me, like, if we were playing each other, I wouldn't want to go over the line because I don't want to get you too angry. Why don't they give Darnell Mooney the ball? He's like just dogging him. He he's like, what, what was the spread in that game? You know, like, you guys are, why are you 13 point dogs? Like, he's, he's a just, prick. He's just fucking with his brother. And I'm like, damn, this dude is crazy. We love that. We love it. We, and and we love throw pricks the ball. More. But if you remember the Rams game last week, what was it? I it, don't. It, well, it was it was Detroit with a chance uh-huh. to convert on third and very long. I think golf threw the ball backwards, and they have a chance to get the ball back with better field position. The Rams do if they could just get off the field on third and long, and they convert. And you know, like the balls of this team, not just to convert in those situations, the explosiveness. But their attitude. Never you know, say die. The second and eight, they're throwing the ball. They're just not like they, – they just have stones. And and I thought Ben Johnson and Aaron Glenn had really good games. You talk about coordinators interviewing and it affecting them. Evidently, this didn't affect them. Um, for three drives in a row in the second half, Ben was cooking and golf was cooking. I want to say this golf played well, so let's get this out of the way. Dude, he's got ice. Golf played well. Water. What okay. did they say? Ice water in his veins? Golf played really well. You get and, that checked out. But Ben Johnson, you know, like he just, he was carving him up. And, you know, the call on the Brock Wright delay, third and one, the fourth and one to Reynolds down the red zone. And at, I got to get to Aaron Glenn because this guy's polarizing, but. I thought he did a great job. I also think that he's added some things in to their repertoire over the course of the season that has really paid dividends for them. I think I think the main thing is early down pressure. And if you watch them lately, they create a lot of negatives on first and second down to get teams behind the sticks, especially if you're seeing teams that, that run play action, that sort of thing. Um, in the first half alone, the Bucks, third and 17, third and 18, third and 15, these are third downs they had. And it, it comes because second and nine, you get a sack on the edge. Off they bring schedule. they bring pressure. First and ten, you get an edge play action pass sack. In the second half, I thought one of the biggest plays of the game, you come out of the half tied 10-10, you're going to get the two for one. You got all the momentum, right? You could quiet this place. They get to the 40-yard line, plus 40, okay? It's first and ten. Uh, no, it's third and four. And and uh, and they you know Detroit brings six guys up the line. It's really funky. Look, there's three men down. There's three guys mugged up. So it's not like your normal four-two mug. Spinner look. It's a spinner look. And is that what you guys call it? You guys call it spinner look. We don't call it anything. We're just like there's a bunch of motherfuckers just mugged call it. up. Everybody fucking just run yeah. around. Everybody just run around. We don't know anything. <laughs> and I'm like, watch oh, all of them. <laughs> but but there were six guys up. You know, you, you, you rush three, uh, you, 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 or you, you rush four, you drop two, uh, and you come up with a sack in that situation. Second and ten, late in the game, they give up minus four on an edge pressure. Um, that puts them in third and 14. And then the pick on second and five late in the game, that's also early down pressure. And so I know it's saying a lot, but, but I'll boil it down. Aaron Glenn, early down blitzes. And, you know, we've seen guys like Melon Fonwu come on who you're like, he likes sending this guy. Weeks one through 10, Aaron Glenn, early down blitz is 26%. Weeks t- uh, 11 through the divisional round, 38%. So that's a big jump. That's a big jump, especially with a number like 24 to 38. You guys know how math is, okay? It's basically like 
is is what they've jumped in the past uh, few weeks here. Like they are bringing pressure on early downs, and I think it's intentional. I think he's doing a good job. And they had they had the competitive advantage at the tackle spot uh, or at the edge of their. Uh, you know, let's just say Aiden Hutchinson has the competitive advantage in that game. Well, one thing that they're going to do is they're going to say, we're going to let him do Hey, his hey, thing. hold on. Tim Lee, why don't you leave it to the fucking professionals? Because go look at third and two, third and nine. Go look at the pick that he threw late in the game. T- Tim Lee said, bro, if you watched the game and thought Purdy outplayed love, I have no idea what you're watching. I have access to all 22 and watched the game in real time. I watched it twice last night. Go watch the game in the second half and tell me who played better, who made bigger throws. Tim, leave it to the professionals, brother. So Aaron Glenn heating up Baker Mayfield on early downs. One thing that that's going to do, if you've got six guys that are potential rushers within three yards of proximity to the line of scrimmage, we have to account for all of them. If you drop two of them, I may be looking at the wrong guy for the first half step of my set. Not only... Am I going to be wrong on my prediction? Now I have to get my technique and get set for this one-on-one that I have with Nate. I'm looking at Nate. I'm in a bad position, um, and they've already got. And we can't help. We can't help Aiden because now we've got these internal yeah. pressures, yeah. and that's that's the onus that Aaron Glenn puts on that Bucks protection scheme. And it's tough because they are a team that will turn their back and run play action. And, and, you know, like if they're off schedule, as explosive as they've been, you don't want to be in third and 17, third and 18, third and 15. So while I don't think Baker played that bad, um, it's just that those mistakes. And, you know, one of them is a drop on Mike Evans, basically. But the other one late in the game is an early down blitz where he threw the ball to Derek Barnes, of all people. And you want to you – this is an asshole hero story. Because you remember the Dallas game, he whiffed on Dak in the end zone. And they go down to score, and people are saying, like, that's the play, right? There's a few plays in that game, but that's the play. And if, if you look at what was on the line, you're thinking, you might not get a home game because of this. You might not get that second home game. You might, like, you're going to – they get the home game anyways, and Derek Barnes goes and, and wins the game uh, at the end of the game on a tremendous play. So, like – Kudos to him for actually like making up for his mistake. And it's another Dan Campbell thing, just having the ability in these situations to lock in and be fearless. Um, I thought the Bucks had two big chances. They couldn't get it done. And once Dean was out late, McCollum was kind of getting picked on. Here's a question. Is Laporta, is Laporta the best tight end in the NFL? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think he might be. Yeah. Somebody but, in the chat's gonna have an issue. But with as him, we sure. know, like with Pro Bowl and all pros, sometimes you have to do it for a year to earn the next year's recognition. So I think going into next year we're gonna see a whole lot of Sam Laporte. Well, we regardless to, of how we have to finish. talk about how freaking durable he is because for the injury he had took and everyone like maybe thinking the worst yeah. just the way it looked on site and for him to be back and to be moving like None of that happened, and when you, if you watch guys, it's incredible who, who tackle him, how they just kind of like stop. It, it, like he gets tackled, but it's if you watch the defenders when they do tackle them, it's like they're sliding off of him, like after the initial contact and hit, and which makes me like believe that he's very. He's just so he's guy. so solidly built. He's also obviously like a good when the route Packers runner. Are trying he's to smart. Tackle McCaffrey. They yep. just they just glance glancing blow after glancing yeah. blow. Here's what makes him good. Great at the catch point. So if you get man, this guy's got a big body. He really does catch the ball away from his body. Like he's a, he's a trustworthy and catcher of the football. He understands zone. 
I think he's good in scramble drill. Like, there's nothing in the pass game that, and oh, oh, guess what? He actually is interested in blocking. Yeah. So, like, there's very, very few guys that you can even say that about. And for Kelsey having a down year and Kittle kind of having a relatively down year, I guess I'd have to look at the numbers, but it's he's not playing like he played four years ago. Like, Laporta that was, doesn't have any drops, I don't think, this year. Laporta's fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. And I think we should start talking to him about, uh, about him like that. Like, he is maybe the best tight end in the, in the league right now. And I, it's not like quarterback where, you know, you don't want to jump out of the gym, but, like, it's position player. The guy's played better than almost anybody this we year. We said it on this show about, like, ten weeks ago. We said this is a guy who's knocking on the front door. of He's knocking on the door. Whoever's he's, name it is in the driveway, you want to say, he's knocking on the door. And he's got you, keys. And you couldn't get enough pressure on, on Goff. I mean, even with, the, with bringing the pressure, I thought, you know, like, he shredded zone. They won the catch point versus man. Like, they won the 50-50 balls. And then... You come into this week, you know it's going to be different because, you know, San Francisco can get fr- pressure with four. And so, like, you talk about beating this Lions team, if you can get pressure with four, it could be a long day. Now, having said that, I just don't want to make any bones about it because I know the preview show is going to be later in the week and we're going to pick locks. I don't care if Steve's listening or if Macon for once listens to the show and wants to take my pick. I already bet the Lions last night. And I know some people say, hey, that's a lot of points. It's not if Debo's not playing. How many is it? Uh, it's, it's seven. San Francisco minus seven? Yeah. If Debo's not playing, that line's going to move. Um, sure. And, and I, I feel like the Lions can hang in, dude. I really do. I feel like they've proved something over these past two weeks, to me at least. Don't underrate the Rams win. The other quarterback outplayed their quarterback. And they found a way to win. They found a way to win. Sean McVay is a fucking is, is a genius, you know? Aaron Glenn and the Lions and Dan Campbell, the kneecap biter, they found a way to win. So, like, there's something about the program they built and the quality of players. You know, when you got your, your, your second-year guy in Hutchinson who's come on and become, you know, pro bowler. He's made some plays in the playoffs. You've got Panay Sewell, who's been really good, right? Rag now um, who who played hurt last night. They actually highlighted it, and you know, like that's a guy who we have so much respect for. They, they there are guys make Branch, C.J. Gardner Johnson. They got enough guys when they're all healthy that as a position group, as a all position the guys team, they got from Stafford. Take the quarterback out of it. We can parse the quarterback thing as as long as we want. This team's as talented as the other teams in the dance. I mean, and ball, as physical. Baltimore, Baltimore's another level. Baltimore, I think, has as much to, as, as just the physicality and talent, and then San Francisco's just got loads of talent. But they're as talented as Kansas City. They've got talent in spots that, that you know, some of these other teams don't. I, I, you can't count Detroit out just because they're seven-point dogs here. I think they're going to be able to run the ball. I mean, they will. That's what they're built for. That's a, that's a program that's built on bullying people up front. And that's what they've done historically when the time comes where they need to run the ball. They've got guys who can do it. And they've got a coach Hughes who's is, committed. Hughes is a stud. He's got a, they've got a coach who's committed to putting their guys in position to do things that they like to do. And I know for Big 58 up front, that's run the damn ball. Let's establish dominance. And these guys think we're, they're bullies. Let's put it into our first 15. Let's show them what we got. And maybe take a shot down the field as well somewhere sprinkled in Yep. Yep, I think it's going to be a fun game, man. I cannot wait to watch both these games. We already, we already previewed both these games. The Lions and Niners, seven points and 51 and a half. It's an identical total to what we just got last week. 
Here's the difference. The Lions can run the ball. I'm on the Lions. Okay, I'm on the Lions. I think I'll probably go over. But, Kyle, I'm going to put, like, a fucking a Kia on the Lions. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying Kia. Like, maybe a used Kia. Like, a pretty used I, Kia. I, got, I earned a bird scooter. I don't even know the what the resale. Week. Did you earn a bird scooter? Mm-hmm. Nice. You're getting addicted. No. It's coming I'm for sprinkling. you. It's coming for you, like me, like everybody in the chat. All these like people seasoning. are addicted to, to gambling, too. We're all degenerates in here. You know what's bad? Uh, I've been starting to bet hockey a lot. Nice. Because there's not anything else to bet on these weeknights, and we're just looking ahead. Yeah. And I have a take that hockey is the toughest sport to covertly bet because if your wife can hear the puck sound on your phone, she knows you're betting hockey. Yep. There's no reason that I'm watching the Senators and the Habs at 10 p.m. on my Try phone. Try betting motocross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but at least you, your wife's like, oh, Kyle what's likes the, what's motocross. What's the line? She and I like, like hockey, but if it ain't the Blues playing, I know be, we're gambling on the game, so you hear the little puck and the, the sticks, and everybody in the house knows. i got to watch it on silent. Um, by the way. You're addicted. Yeah, for sure. At least I know it. You know what I'm saying? Um, there are worse addictions to have. Yes. This can be a good one. This can be a good you win. You can win. You know, some of these other addictions, there's no win. They're just you trying know? to reach enlightenment. Chris. All right, so. The, the eightfold path. Those, those Little Caesars look ahead uh, to championship weekend delivered by Little Caesars, and uh, you want to you wanna say what Little Caesars is also going to deliver yeah, us? Yeah, make Little Caesars the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day. Order online during the Pizza Pizza pregame all day on NFL game days and Pro Bowl Sunday, and get ready for some football fun. Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings you crave. Either way, you win. And speaking of winning, everyone scores with the convenient delivery of our in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the game. Pizza, pizza. All right. Moments. All right, moments. Let's get to the moments. Best flight. The moments. This is where the show gets good for those of you in here who are like, what's up with this show? I'll go first. Best flight? Yeah. The first dozen flights of beers that Jason Kelsey crushed. Flight? <laughs> yeah, that's what they call them at establishments. You can get a flight of beers, like a round of beers. You know, really? You know, like the best flight. Uh, check on this. I mean, usually you might a, be right. Usually a flight, flight is like different. A stare. Yeah, it's, so you're it's, it's like a sample. I'm sure he had samplers. It's like a beer flight. Beer flight. Yeah. Yeah. Best flight. Why the fuck do they call it a beer flight? Because you're getting a little it's flying over to you. Do they go because you start going. Here's your poison. Yep. It's not poison. That's my best flight. It's quite literally poison. No, not if it's Miller Lite. Well, if you don't enjoy it responsibly, which we did, it can be poison. About like the Fireball the other day. Who's your best flight, Chris? Fucking Fireball. I had four shots of Fireball. I'm 38 years old. Gross. Okay. Grow up. Gerard Mayo's like 37. He just got hired to be the head coach of uh, the New England Patriots. I'm ripping Fireball shots. Fucking Shane Steichen's 37. That one threw me for a loop, Kyle. Jeez. Do you, do you think of me as as younger or older than Shane Steichen? Probably the same. Really? Yeah, the same. I guess I just look at myself like a man baby internally. You are. You know, we're just man babies. Just a bunch of big man babies out here. Okay, let's like talk about that guy it. from Buffalo crying in the. Stadium. Oh, that poor guy, dude. I'm just it's like my there. turn. I'm trying to count my winnings, and I'm like, this sucks. You know. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know, his only saving grace is that he covered his eyes, so he can't. You know, for you know, he, you don't really know. He could just be dejected. No, but then he, Yo, his face his came up and he was exactly upset. Who he was upset. The, the best was when we were streaming and that happened, and Nate just pointed at him and said, "Viral! <laughs> you just went viral!" Oh yep. man! All right, uh, best flight, uh, Kansas City, right? Yeah, it has there's to. only one team that had a good flight. Worst okay. flight. Worst flight's going to be the flight of the football that Tyler Bass hit. Yeah. <laughs> It flew like a bat. Oh my God, dude. That thing was just Fairbairn's kick, too. It was incredible. When you see one of those things go sideways, golly. You're just a little guy with little hands. That, you know, like a minute ago, you were like maybe a hero. I just. And then you're just back to being like, it's almost better to be a little guy with little hands that nobody knows. Then be a little guy with little hands that people are like, man, that little guy with little hands just let, let down all the big men I like forever. Scott Norwood's watching and just looking at his hand like, is it small? Is it small? <laughs> I, I, I don't know if Scott Norwood's alive. Ooh, fuck me. Yeah, Seriously. fuck you indeed. <laughs> uh, Save all things that I'm going to say. All right, and then 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 the the worst flight. Scott Norwood alive. Okay, he's good. Good, oh! good. Scott, I don't fucking dude. I, Scott Norwood, comeback Scott, player of the podcast. Scott, you need to let it go, man. You need to let it go. Tyler Bass, if like for sure, you gotta let it go. Okay, got gotta let it go. The Bills got to play. Bills got to the Super Bowl a few more times now, and they look like shit in those Super Bowls. And you didn't miss any kicks, did you? In those Super Bowls. So you need to get over it, man. I know you've been it's been a heavy load, but Tyler Bass just took it off you. So those are the worst flights. Okay. I'm gonna do No, the worst flight for me is Jason Kelsey. Cause he is fucking hungover yeah. today. I yeah. guarantee it. That guy's hurting. And you know how a hungover flight is. There's just nothing worse. I've never been on Taylor Swift's spaceship, so maybe there's like anti-hangover. You think he had to there. fly? Do you think they just dropped him off? You think he had Philly? to? Like they shackled him? Uh, like, maybe best flight. They're like, get you fat bastard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jason's like, I don't want to go yeah. in. Ah! The party's not yeah. over. I'm not fucking going. Guys, guys, volume. There's he was picking up three people children. in the chat that are sensitive bust, to loud he noises. He busted out of the suite. <laughs> oh, okay? Yeah. He busted out of his containment, and he went down, and he was picking up children and making sure they got a view of the suite. Mm -hmm. Like, that's... The, we got the, a pre presidential election a view of pretty, Taylor pretty Swift, soon. not the suite, bro. They wanted to see Taylor. Yeah, well, you know what? They're Bills fans. They care about football. They've never seen a suite, maybe. Maybe he was trying to give them a, an opportunity. Nice one. I'm serious. They had Taylor signs. See, I didn't see that. There were little girls that had Taylor signs, and so he picked. I thought them they up. were like, "We're huge football fans. What does the suite look like?" Worst shower. The 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 Kansas City Chiefs evidently. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Evidently, they turned the hot water off in uh, in in Buffalo. That happened huh. in Washington. Lucky for them. To me. That it, that, yeah, I heard about that. But isn't it proven? Isn't it proven that I heard cold the, I heard cold that. showers are better anyway? Moving so. on. Yeah. <laughs> that was supposed to be subversive. Subversive. <laughs> What did you say? I said, isn't it proven that cold showers are 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 better than yes. hot showers and cold plunge? So yeah. ha ha, the like the yeah ha ha, they're then. recovering. Yeah. Ha ha, <laughs> like ha ha, we got That's the a good win, point. And, we win, and you're helping us on early. That's a good point. Recovery for yeah. next week. That was a good point. That was a good point. Hey, by the way, Albert Breer tweeted this about the Kansas City game. Uh, first thing I heard walking through uh, the Highmark Stadium concourse down the, to the locker rooms. I'm gonna go waterboard myself. <laughs> How? All the water's frozen. Cold. It's cold. Yeah. You know, it's even worse. Um, anyways, all right. Oh, and another thing about that kick. I just want to say this. 
Go ahead. This is my this is my STL Memorial Award. I'm just skipping ahead. Okay, skip ahead. And then we'll come back. My STL Memorial Award goes to the guy with the John 316 sign in <laughs> Buffalo because as many times he's he's held that sign up, I think he's thinking one of these days Chris Long is going to look up John 316 and get the the message. And I haven't done it yet, but even through that Bass field goal, wide right, the sign's just like this. He doesn't lower the sign at all, even in the worst moment. Now, I don't know what John 3.16 says, nor do I know if I would agree with it. And I think there's some really good lessons in the Bible that everybody should it? look at. But, yeah, it's something about his only begotten son. Yeah, God so loved, okay. God God so loved, loved the, world. the world that he gave his, his one and only son that God whoever God. believes in him shall not perish but have, have everlasting eternal life. life. Tyler Bass is like, all right, good. <laughs> I'm be okay. This is but, the, but the point is, the point is, this guy never unlocked his arms. He said, hey, John 316 for all you miserable motherfuckers at home. Okay, here it is. And, you know, as many times as he held that sign up, I've never seen him take the sign down. I just STL Memorial Award to that guy because he knew that that ball went wide right. Strong and shoulders. And he just kept the, the sign up. Um, I'm going to go. What were you now got? I know. Now Bevel I know. Conway? My Bevel Conway has got to be Niners Packers. I'm an NFC guy. How could it not be? I mean, I'm an NFC guy. I went out there and played at Levi's. It's awesome. Obviously, I know the Packers well. I just think that this is the, not the last time we're going to see Matt LaFleur and Kyle Shanahan coaching against each other. So it was nice to see those two jersey combinations, classics in the league, stuff we love. It brought me back to, you know, 1998 or whatever the hell I was feeling, but it was nostalgic. We should have turned the hot water off on Foles. <laughs> you know? You can only hope to contain him. <laughs> um, so it's just hard not to bring up the, the guy's piece. He's the one athlete that we're all allowed to just talk about his piece. It's interesting because the blood goes away from that area. Yeah. Because it goes somewhere else. So like, so he takes a cold shower and his head just. Yeah, his head gets. Yeah, like, that, right? Exactly. What happens? Where does it go? Yeah, turn the water back. Turn the that's water back. I think that's how it works, Kyle. <laughs> I think we're doctors now. Um, Okay, so we had you had uh, Bevel Conway. I'll go Niners Packers as well, but I, I with a caveat that game would have looked better in the day. Hot take. True. I think it would have been. That's a day game. Every game in California should be pl played under the sun. Look at look at catch two. Go look back at pictures of To in that Niners uniform. The Packers. Like there's just something about it. It was also the old stadium. I just like Candlestick better. But yeah, like that that would have been perfect in the day. I'm not complaining. Anti Bevel Conway. Anti Bevel Conway. I guess my anti Bevel Conway will be my Caitlin Clark one here. Okay. <laughs> Things you hate to see, Chris. Boy, do I have a hot take. Me too. Yeah, pick your damn head up. What's your hot take? What's your hot take? You go. My hot take is pick your head up. She was she was kind of going fast. She was kind of speeding in the school zone. This I, in, I know. I'm she, not against Caitlin Clark. Looking, that person needs down. to pay attention too. All court rushes need to pay attention. But I'm going to burn the ships here and give my take, which is that if this was an automobile accident, Caitlin Clark's at fault. Now, I know that a lot of people are going to be pissed off at that and, and extrapolate that I don't like women's line. sports or I don't like Caitlin Clark. I fucking love Caitlin Clark. I love it. I'd rather see Caitlin Clark hitting threes than some fucking guy that used to play in the G League a year ago. Like, I have no interest in that. I wish I had seen that angle last night when I decided to tweet, man, Caitlin Clark is a G. Because this morning, it seems like Caitlin Clark was trying to, you know, they had just lost that game. 
And she's trying to get off the court. Trying to get off the and court. And I get it. Maybe like she's sprinting. By but everybody punishment. else made it off the court without getting struck by a fan. I think it was the inverse. Now, I want to put something on the fan. The fan looked back and saw I just fucking decked Caitlin Clark. The fan didn't do anything about it. Don't go over and help Caitlin, Caitlin Clark out. It was two hitmen meeting in the middle. Like, little did they know, Caitlin Clark was trying to hit this person. This person was trying to hit Caitlin Clark. Basically, Caitlin Clark was at fault in the accident. Unless you're going to say no charging the court, okay? Like, because then people say, you know, it's actually a charging. Co if you think all court charging should go away, then it's the fan's fault and we can talk about it. But if you don't think people should stop storming the court, there is a right of way, like, like kind of deal here. Mm -hmm. And I don't see too many people get decked after games. She by was people. flying. And so here's, here's what I'd like into. Automobile accident. Caitlin Clark's maybe speeding a little bit. She hits the, the, the person on the side of the road who's probably driving a beater or something, and the person in the beater doesn't have insurance, and they're like, fuck, I'm out. <laughs> but Caitlin Clark was actually at fault. She was like, yeah. I hope the cops yeah. show up. I'm going to stay on the ground for a bit. I wonder if, uh, if the women of the chat are telling us that we are fucking morons yet. Why? Um, Why would they say that? I don't know. I just feel like this is one of those things where automatically it no, becomes like people a, have the same opinion. Do other people have other people blame Caitlyn? Our Clark initial for this? reaction was, okay. "God, that's terrible." Yeah, at like, first Caitlin. I was like, "But then you watch the replay and you see that she did brace, and not only brace, but there was a little extension of the arms there." So, what you think it was a flop? A what if they it was a flop, a three sixty flop? You're coached to flop so much that it's hard to like right after the game to not flop. Listen, and, I don't want to spend too much stuck in game mode. After I love Caitlin Clark. We fucking you know, love Caitlin you know Clark. Is. After a loss, you want a little bit of sympathy for something. And I'm not saying all that. You guys are doing like the flop that. thing. I'm just saying she's speeding in a school zone. And you could you could say, hey, maybe there shouldn't be a school zone here. But then you're saying there's no more rushing of the court. Okay? Because you can't have she both. She was texting and driving. She was texting and driving. Uh, okay. What was next? Fly on the wall. Oh, fly on the wall. I'm gonna give it to uh, to uh, I was <laughs> Kylie Kelsey. <laughs> yeah, she's proud. Yeah, she loves her husband. It's cool. You know, like I feel like every guy should take that picture of Kyler, Kylie Kelsey looking at Jason, acting like an ass, and be like, "Do you look at me this way?" Yeah, <laughs> it's the dream. Because honestly, try to find a picture of your wife looking at you like Kylie Kelsey was looking at Jason. But did you see the did you see the security guard saying Kylie saying get your ass back in here? Well, there's that too with her, and we know <laughs> which is also an appreciated yeah. part of marriage. She's yeah. the best, dude. That's a she's the much best. appreciated part of marriage. She is the best. Uh, you need to settle down a little, big guy. And it's no surprise that a Jason Kelsey has a Kylie Kelsey. They're just awesome people. Hey, we've had a good night. Yeah. We need to reel it hey, in. Big boy. Time to reel it in. Time we're getting, to get on, Taylor, on, Taylor's we're getting jet. on Taylor Swift's jet. No! We're going to put our clothes on. <laughs> we're shaving our chests in the parking lot. You know when you're trying to feed your baby like crushed up pears and they've got it all over their face and like that's kind of how I picture Kelsey. At the He's end unbelievable. Of the night. Um, all right. So Kyle's fly on the wall. Fly on the wall. Uh, my fly on the wall would be in the medical room at Levi Stadium when Debo goes in there. Uh, I always love the post, you know, the exit shot that they get of the guy leaving the locker room and Debo with no pads, pissed off. I want to know what those images showed. I want to concussion, you know. concuss. I need to know. That's what it probably showed. That's what I. Think. Somebody's telling me it's pronounced Kels, not Kelsey. It is. It actually. Yeah, but I've is. never heard him say I'm Jason Kels. Hey, well, here's his, the his, deal. His dad, That's they, goofy. On their podcast, That's goofy. they had their dad on there, and but it doesn't like matter. Dad, people kind of found out that. This is how you really say, have you ever 
told people to call you this and he was like they say it wrong all the time but he goes i just let him do it he goes, well i mean it. it's kind of up to the person who has the name how yeah. they want the name travis said that he he was thinking about starting to go by joe theisman joe theisman and his brother could go by travis i mean jason kelsey that's fucking weird but you know joe theisman you know what his name really is what joe theisman theisman he changed Thiesman. his name to to rhyme with the heisman wow and he never changed it back and got second it should have been Joe Super Bowl in this in the pros. It shouldn't have Joe Super Bowl. Hi, I'm Joe Super Bowl. Oh, All right, Thiesman. Hollow Man. Hollow Man. Oh, oh, you. Oh, Hollow Man. Okay. Joe Super Bowl's leg. Hollow Man. Um, I have written here Bass. Okay. Mm. That's good. We covered that. So yep. I'm gonna do mine. Hollow Man. What did I have written down here? Oh, Hollow Man. I hate to do this. Nicole Hardman. Yeah. Because we've we've talked at length about this rule, fumbling into the end zone. In that moment, in it's this like game, farting at the end of a good date. And that, where you yeah, play. it's just. You think Kadarius Tony has a chance now to get back on the field? Fuck no. <laughs> Fuck no. He's buried. <laughs> they looked great without him. And at least MVS, I'm. I'm convinced has a conscience where he's like, yeah, I can't do that anymore. Bessie, uh, not MVS, uh, you know, Hardman. What's what's your STL memorial, Kyle? My STL memorial, that was uh, the person that provided the second angle of the Caitlin Clark. <laughs> the Bruder film. Yeah. Um, so now I got to do best seat. Best seat in the house. It's got to be Jim Harbaugh at M and T. Bank Stadium. Yes. A couple weeks back to back here. That's a good one. That's a good one. I'll go me, all right? And uh, it, it's because my son, as you know, did a Euro step this weekend in his youth basketball game. And I found myself sitting there being like, Euro. I watched it maybe five, ten times. There's something there. Buddy, Very nice. Like, you know, there's you know, there's the big in your kid up, and then there's like, mm -hmm. dude, I didn't think you could do that. Yeah, it was like, that was cool. Like honestly, I was like, I, you hear me in the video, I'm like, holy shit, <laughs> he just euro stepped, and then he hit both free throws. So before this, I was thinking Psycho T, but now I'm thinking kind of Luca. And on topic, I think I, I'm all in on being T Morant. <laughs> I'll be part if, of the if he's Luca. Yeah, you can be like one of the Jokic I'll wear brothers. A jumpsuit. <clears throat> yeah, we need to be hammered because honestly, two nights ago, the night before he euro stepped. And there's 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 before the Eurostep and after the Eurostep in my house. Me and Meg were sitting up there when he went to bed, and she was like, "Hey, Waylon's talking about he wants to play uh, AAU basketball." <laughs> and I go, "Get the fuck out of here, dude!" It's very okay? consuming. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to get on the river, but I got to go to Alexandria for a for a tournament. Thing. Yeah, I'm not gonna do it. Travel and, this, travel that. Yeah, but Meg was like, "Nah." Meg was like, "I know." It's a <laughs> and, lot. And 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 you know, then he went out there and fucking Euro stepped, and I'm kind of like, "Well, maybe we start All with City coach. League." You know, maybe we start with City League. Go get if you can show me that you can go out in City League and get punked by a bunch of public school kids, then maybe I'll send you to Alexandria. But that's like you got to do that first, and. Uh, and and the funny thing about City League is the last time he asked to play in City League, he thought that that meant you go play like Washington, D.C. Like your city plays <laughs> D.C. And it's Rich. a cool thought. He was like, we get to represent Charlottesville, Charlottesville. you know, in the City League. You know, like, I think, yeah, that doesn't really That's work that really way. Cool. What happens is you go, you go to practice and these kids from the schools where they don't pay tuition are going to bully you. Mm -hmm. 
into being either a good player or never wanting to play AU mm-hmm. again. That's right. God, so. that's such a galvanizing moment. It is. Young athlete it is. career. It is. Me, didn't even feel it. I was so in the clouds, I just scored on the wrong basket. <laughs> you know, the, 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 the public school kids didn't get to me. I just couldn't score on the right basket. I remember the first time I was around public school kids, uh, you know, I was it was like halftime at a high school game and we were out there shooting, you know, like all the little kids are out there shooting. And I got a rebound and I passed the ball to a kid. And I, I, I was like, pass me the ball now. He pump faked me. He fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, one time. And I was like, why does he keep doing that? One time, one time when I was playing pickup. This and I was kid, like, fuck these kids. This kid walked up and was like, hey, pass me the ball. And we passed him the ball. And then he just took the ball and walked off. <laughs> he went home. I was like, fuck, dude. I'm not cut out for City League. It was, it was his I, ball? No, it was our ball. <laughs> Talk about. He was old, he was an older kid. So you just let him take your ball? Yeah, I was like eight and he was like twelve. Like yeah, he, he was processing what was happening. You know what's funny about, you know, like going to a private school and shit like that? You'll get some fans who will be like, you guys went to public or private school or whatever. Like, dude. If you think about it, we went to the biggest public, the toughest public school in America. It's called college football in the NFL for yeah. about twelve to fifteen years. I just, I just think about like uh, my kid. If he were to play collegiate a- athletics, like it is a big culture shock when you get there, and all of a sudden, you know, like dudes are just a little bit tougher than the kids you've been playing with. Yeah. So it is good, occasion, yeah. Or like you said, you find a professional business venture that you're. Gonna- you're like, you know, I do think Manhattan sounds good next yeah. summer. <laughs> And guess what? If you decide to do the Manhattan awesome. thing, Waylon, I ain't paying for shit. Yeah. The Hamptons seem cool. Get ready to sell your wares or something. Get a fucking Etsy account. No, the kid can play a little bit, and I'm super proud of him. I love the dude. He, he works his ass off. And he was there. on the Bills last night? He was on the Bills, unfortunately. And my man him. Luke, he was riding with Patty? Luke changes his team okay. at halftime, whoever's winning. Uh, <laughs> all right, so. Game ball. Last one. Game ball. Jeez. Lamar Jackson. Lamar. Game ball. Who played the best in the uh, in the biggest game? Jameer Gibbs. I'm going to give it to Travis Kelsey, Kyle. Huge. Travis Kelsey all year has been like, you know, people have been like, what's wrong with him? Is he it Taylor Swift? Is he, is he washed? Is he old? No, nah, it's playoff time, and, and my man – my man with his beard, and you got to watch out for guys that are growing sudden beards. I said this on the live stream yesterday. If you have sudden facial hair or a change in facial hair or a change in your haircut, you know, you get into a Lego man situation where you just switch the top out with something totally different. I think something's going on. There's something going on, so you just got to watch for that. Me, I shaved accidentally. Kyle, you notice this? I cut my mustache too low. You see that? I did the same thing last week. fucking pencil thin now. So it's either ADHD or you have some Cristiano. Yeah, so I think it's Kelsey with the beard. Kels. Kels. Facts, let's have your viral moment of the week. Going back and forth, but my viral moment <laughs> of the week this week. It Two goes hours to, later, I'm going back and forth. <laughs> it goes to DeAndre Aiden, who I've never heard of this. He got exempt from a basketball game, and his excuse was the ice in his neighborhood prohibited him from leaving the area. And so I'm everyone's hearing this and you're just like, what the Fuck, hell? I didn't even know he played on the Trailblazers. I was <laughs> yeah, like, Portland. Phoenix doesn't even <laughs> guys lying. And He's so, just lying. And so and so everyone's like like we're reacting now, but today, and hopefully this video is real, they show 
a fire truck <laughs> trying to get around in that neighborhood, and it's like doing donuts about to crash into someone's house. Uh, okay, so he really couldn't get so out. So it, it was. It looks like it's something. And the the caption is, I think we all <laughs> owe DeAndre Aiden an apology. Let's. Because of how crazy that is, but Portland I, really I just is dangerous. I, I don't know if basketball and football is different, but I just don't see something like this flying like on a football team. No, they, like, <laughs> dude, people, but people but they know, but they, jo- but they Josh sent, Allen out, but they sent, they sent, they actually sent people from the organization to try to go there, and they were like, oh, we can't. Do you know, it. that's funny though. It's like a litmus test for if the fans like you in Buffalo or some other cities. Like, if you're snowed in, do oh, they yeah. snow? Do they get you out? Like, if no. they pick up Kadarius Tony next year and he's snowed in, like, are they like, mm-mm. He's got enough food in there. He's good. Just throw him some canned goods and, yeah. and, and you know, make sure if he needs a YouTube TV account, he can watch the game. But, um, all right. All right. All right. Don't think we have anything else. Guys, like, subscribe, tell your friends. Um, have a safe weekend. Honestly, I know we get we, we get heated arguing about football uh, in these streets, but just a, your annual reminder, your weekly reminder, it is not life and death, okay? It's not. If your team lost, it sucks. If you're a Bills fan, I just want to say this to you. I am sorry because you guys deserve a Super Bowl at some point in your lives, um, and I really do think you got the guy who's going to give it to you, but this is a marathon, not a sprint, so just hang in there. Okay, Bucks fans, you guys are fun. I don't even know who. I don't know any Bucks fans. Do you know a Bucks fan? I know a few. I said you guys are fun. I don't know a single one. I know a few. All right, y'all, take care.